0: Well, welcome to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. What is on now? Two uh, New Tier Tuesday coming up at nine o'clock. You get New Hay Violet, New Garth Brooks, New Events Sevenfold. I also have a local. We'll get that. Uh, we'll get that up and uh, loaded. Our, our good buddy Rob sent us in a, a, uh, a track. I have not listened to it yet. But we will uh, we will premiere that at nine o'clock as well. Joined every morning by Matthew Fantone. How are you, buddy? How
1: can I not be excited? It's new music from Rob, dude. <laughs> like, dude, your boys.
0: Pumped. Well, I got to make sure I have his band name right. Okay, now. I didn't, right. didn't
1: want to misquote him. He isn't a band. All right, I was gonna say, but just tunes from some guy named Rob, I'd be really excited.
0: Uh, dude, big happenings happening in our building. I just read my corporate email. Okay, and dude, apparently on Friday. We will have a Hollywood recording artist. Who wrote that? Oh, like who oh, right? We'll I have a Hollywood recording artist. Big time. It's like, that's like people <laughs> who say New York, New York. You can wow. just say New York. Wow,
1: a Hollywood recording artist.
0: Yeah, so that's pretty okay. cool. Right. For an acoustic performance, Friday at 11, which I will not be at. No, because I'm Friday at 11. I'm, no. I'm, yeah, that's Friday.
1: Tuesday make, at 11. No. Make that
0: Thursday and I'd probably go, but not on a Friday. Uh, also, buddy, uh, you know I, I doubt this will matter for most people, but for you and I, our right. lives may change. As, uh, dude, we're getting a new employee today. Jeez, not the show, but like uh, the building's getting a uh, well, a new head of uh, uh, like the marketing department.
1: Tell me more. Tell me more. What's going on?
0: I don't. Uh, that was very...
1: Oh, that's all you've got for the, it? The, oh, I thought you, I thought you had information on this. I no, that was pretty much all I had on this? it.
0: I don't even know his name. Oh, okay. No, well. I, uh, I I did see him once. Um, because uh, they brought him into the building last week and then I, I apparently he had a scheduled vacation before, you know, uh, you know, his position here was supposed to start. Okay. And, uh, and so then like he was here briefly and then like went on vacation. Then now he's back, but I believe he starts today. And uh, no, 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 nobody's introduced me to him yet, so I, I so I don't know.
1: I, but,
0: uh, I, but I'm excited.
1: I, I, I hope, I hope you, you, your, your excitement is warranted. There, I, uh, at the end of the day, I don't know if this is ever going to affect me, and, and, and until something like that happens, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll go shake the guy's hand and you know, hey, glad you're here, but I just don't know. I mean, is this dude? Is this gonna like affect the day to day operations of the Stansberry Show?
0: I, I don't know. I like chaos, so I kind of hope, okay. like, I kind of right. hope All things right. like get, get 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 you know, thrown up in the air. I'd be interested to see what happens. All right, maybe I'll go fight the dude right
1: now. No, gate, I mean, dude. maybe I'll just go up there.
0: Fanto punches new head of sales. That's
1: punch, him. I don't I care. don't think that's a good idea. Okay. I, I vote no on okay. punching all the right, new head of right, sales. All right, then I will not do that. I that vote. was on my to-do list, actually second thing man. I vote so.
0: uh, I vote no on that. Speaking of uh knocking things off your to-do list. Yeah. So so last night, all right, so here's the thing. I ate not one but two restaurants yesterday. Jeez. I had lunch in a restaurant, dinner in a restaurant. Of course, I got a story from
1: Now, public. is this is this is this Sainsbury bottoming out here? No. Is this a concern? I feel dude. two restaurant meals in one day. No. <laughs> are you doing this on a regular
0: basis? Uh, bro, no. This is uh okay. this isn't first of all, this is nowhere near a bottoming out. <laughs> and uh and it wasn't my fault. Okay. Like everybody else who does something they shouldn't have done, it was somebody else's fault. I understand. So we'll start at dinner work backwards. Okay. Because I think you and your girlfriend and your mother are gonna be more excited about what happened at lunch. Okay. And so right. so so we'll start at dinner. And actually, your girlfriend was responsible for where we went to dinner last night. You guys didn't go with us or anything, but she's been on me. About the fact that I've never been to an El Campesino. I've never been to one of those. And I had, when I had moved down here, I had seen a couple of them around. And you know me, I'm not wild about chain. And not that I don't not wild, I shouldn't say that. But chain restaurants, I like a mom and pop restaurant more than I like a chain restaurant. I just do, right? I like local business, and then so you know, you know, people started tell me, well, you know, that kind of thing started but, here. Well, what if it's a local chain? Yeah, I just worry that, dude, once things get big like that, that they're not as good or as authentic as they once were. Now, I have no frame of reference when it comes to L camps because I had never been. So we went last night. A buddy of mine said, hey, you know, we're thinking about going a couple of different places for dinner. And, you know, he threw out the options. I was like, oh, let's go there. I keep hearing how good that is. And I have never been to one. So we were out in Worcester. And so we went. And I got to tell you, it was delicious. It was really good. Now, it's Mexican food, so it's Mexican food. Meaning, they're all kind of within region of one right, another. I've never right. had a Mexican restaurant that was that much better than somewhere else. Um, yeah, I mean... I mean, in California, you get like, you start to get real authentic and stuff like that, but, like, I've never been to, like... Chi-Chi's wasn't that much better than, like, Don Julio's or whatever, or, Don, you know, whatever that... Don Ramones or whatever the hell that... But-
1: down I, uh, tequilas, right? Yeah, d- sure. 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 There's like four of them. Whichever one of those. Chevy's was another yeah. one
0: out west that was really good.
1: And, you know, I, 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 there's there's plenty of Mexican options in Canton, Ohio. The thing with El Camps is, number one, um, I feel like the food is always good, so that's an important step. Number two. It was good. Uh, I feel like it's very reasonably priced. Yeah. Least, number three, I feel like it never takes me long there. I feel like I go in and I get out. I don't know if it is a Stark County thing, because I know they exist outside of. I know there's one down in T County. There's that's one- Twinsburg. There's plenty up in Summit County. I don't know where El Camp started. I don't know, like, who Mr. Campesino is, and if he's just sitting back there counting pesos. You know what I mean? But somewhere along the line, somebody's got to be able to claim that restaurant as their own, right? I would think so. Mexico, maybe? I (laughs) would would think so.
0: I don't know. So we ate there last night, it was delicious, right. and you're right, reasonably priced. I mean, three of us got in and out of there for 42 yeah, bucks.
1: Dude, you throw in, you know, they've got like margarita specials throughout the week, and I mean, dude, you know. Yeah,
0: nobody, well, no, my buddy had one Corona, so none of us drank, but it was like 42 bucks for like three meals.
1: Can't beat it. No, dude. it's pretty good. In and out of in and out of there, probably in under an hour, dude, you can't beat it. L Camp's stamp approval.
0: So yeah, we had dinner there because okay. they, I went and played a little indoor golf yesterday with my buddy. Okay. And so he hit me up yesterday. He's like, Hey man. He's like, only, you know, it's gonna be around fifty two on Tuesday, no rain. He's like, You'll probably be able to play outdoor. But today he's like, It's probably gonna drizzle a little too much, still a little cold. Why don't we go play indoor? I said, Okay. So, all right, we'll meet me at my house. So I go over there and he says to me, He goes, Did you eat lunch yet? No. So, all right, we're gonna go eat lunch where my girlfriend works. Okay. Okay, she works at a really good restaurant in Worcester. I'm not going to tell you which one because of the because of because of the story. Okay, so I said okay, All right. So that's you know I've eaten there before. I like that place. Let's go there. So we walk in. And sure enough, she sits us and you know at, a, at you know at a table in her like section or whatever. And we order, you know, the iced teas or whatever. And she says to me, she goes, "Do you see that girl over there?" I said, "Yeah." She goes, "Do you think she's attractive?" <laughs> what are we in the seventh grade? Oh come on now. And I said. And so I kind of look and I said, you know, she is attractive. And she goes, I've been telling, and she was like, she's my buddy. She's like, I've been telling him for weeks that I think you two would get along really good. And I was like, and then it started to hit me what was happening. I was like, oh yeah. And she goes, if I can make dinner happen Friday night for all four of us, would you go? And I was like, sure. Sure. So I've never even spoke to this woman. Like ten minutes later, I see her again. It's lunch at a restaurant. She's busy now. She she's working there too. Yeah, this is one of her. She's a coworker. Okay, and so like she's like running across the restaurant. You know, and so yeah, I saw her a couple times. And I was like, Yeah, I think she might be attractive. That right. might be, a
1: I, you know, I, and that's a um, that's a tough place to be attractive in when you're when you're waiting tables. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure she uh, she didn't know that she was going to be getting a love connection that day. She I didn't know this any, either. She probably didn't put any extra time into it or anything. So that's good. That's a good start
0: here. So you know, yeah, like I said, she says to me, she goes, "So if I can make dinner happen, like a double date on Friday, do you want to go?" And I said, "Sure, I would love to go." And so, like, I, so, and so today, still to this moment, I have not said a word to this woman. Oh. Like, she walked through the restaurant, she kind of like nodded and like kind of like acknowledged that you've been told this too, and that I've been told this. And I looked at my buddy as she like walks away from the table. I said, Did you bring me here solely? Did you ask me to go yeah. play indoor golf with you solely so your girlfriend could play Cupid? Well, and that's what this all boils down to is his girlfriend. Yeah, um, she- She's tired of not being taken to do things, and she wants a couple to go pal around. Right,
1: right. Y'all, look at your stupid friend. Oh, We'll bring him along, and you'll have to take me places. And some people just love that, dude. Some people love playing matchmaker, and I wonder how... How much did this other woman This woman that you're going to be uh, sitting across from How much did she have to be poked and prodded into this Because like honestly I'm a little concerned that like The chick's going to be like No I don't want to do this either Why
0: are we here I don't (laughs) want to do this well, apparently she did like she did. She went over to him and she was like, Hey, that's my boyfriend's friend. And she was like, you know, do you maybe want to go to dinner with us on Friday? And I you know, I saw her, and she kinda like looked over, looked over the table and went, Yeah, absolutely, let's go. She was probably in the middle
1: of like, Yeah, I need that turkey. Give me <laughs> so that, give me that sandwich, she yeah, was, Give me that burger, I gotta no, get that soup out.
0: She was sitting oh. at the bar making the schedule out. I think. I don't know. She might have been doing a bunch of stuff but she's now agreed i believe so i don't know i mean it's not the, like plans are not set in stone but i believe i've been set up on a little bit of what is going to be like a blind date for me other than like i have seen the woman but i haven't spoken to her but i do know some facts does have a uh, does have a son welcome to life everybody in the world does are you getting into a position
1: here? I, I'm, I'm, I, I, because you know so much already. I think the beauty of the blind date is like, oh, I didn't know any of this about ah, you. Dude, I know what her
0: name is. I know All she's right. got a kid, and All I right. know what she looks like when she's running around hustling plates. Like I don't. There's still plenty to know about people before you know anything should happen.
1: Like I said, I'm just worried that this woman is caught up on playing cupid, and you're just a
0: pawn in the in the game here. Well, I mean, the worst thing that happens is, is you know, my buddy will pay for dinner, so like that will be good. That will be good. Although, wait, I'm going to tell you a story about him a little later in the program. You won't believe what he told me about flying home from Florida. Like, okay. you won't believe. Dude, you are so, this whole you're safer on a plane because they make you take your shoes off and stuff like that is 100, 100% completely false. When he told me this story yesterday, I was like, there's no way that's true. But I could not believe what he got away with flying home from Florida the other day. It's, it's unbelievable. We'll get into that, honestly, around 8.45 this morning. Um, there Turns out there's some uh, 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 there's some fighting happening in the NBA. And like I've been saying, Adam Silver's not happy with his league. And I've been saying this was going to be an issue. Sure enough, now it's an issue. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have a pair of corn tickets as they play Blossom August 2nd. We'll pass those out. Around 7:30 this morning. Now the weather is about to break. We're about to get better weather, which makes a bunch of people, like myself, want to buy a car. So if you're car shopping and you need a loan, I'm going to send you to CSC Federal Credit Union. It's the bank I've been using for a few years, and I absolutely love it. 100% local, and the money stays here. All decisions made right here. No prepayment penalties on their loans, and they can give you a great rate, good up to like 84 months help keep your payment low. So no matter what you're looking for, no matter what kind of car you're looking for, CSC will have a loan for that. You can find out more info and where you can find them via their website, which is cscfcu.com. Dang. That's a good one, buddy. Is that going? Felt good about right, it. Well, I have to send one of them this week. There it is. For, for, for spot <laughs> approval. So maybe that shall be the one I sent. Um, so, you know, now people are writing and telling me where, where the original L Camps is at. Okay. 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 Now,
1: next four hours where did the el campesinos come
0: from? I think the original El Camps is in Juarez <laughs> 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 I mean, guys if you're just if, if, if i'm guessing I'm guessing but we kind of so th- this guy's telling me Perry township is the first one. Now you started. We started, so we started feverishly like looking online, like yeah. where is this? And the problem is, there's a million Mexican restaurants in the country named El Campesino.
1: Yeah, it's certainly not an exclusive.
0: But you know what not, I mean, like, because like, you don't see many Mexican restaurants, you know, Larry's. Like, right. you, don't, you don't see that a lot.
1: They're 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 all branded differently. So I think the ones in Northeast Ohio, it's its own exclusive El Campesinos. So you know, it's not like there's a nationwide chain, right? Um, but I can't find any information of like where the first one was who Mr. Campesino is what's going on there well I, when
0: mexico sends their people uh, you know what i mean <laughs> the, the, i mean dude non documents is their thing that's their bag you, you know what i mean not Jeez. not having not having the, you know the documents that's that's their whole thing i didn't even think about
1: that dude but if there's some sort of crackdown and no campesino's closes down your boy is not going to be happy
0: well you still got to pocky, oh, okay which All i got to right. be honest with you i find delicious but i hate saying you know me; I don't like saying things like that. But that restaurant is very good. I, dude, the Mexican here is good. Food's good here, dude. Fat people love to eat. You ever get a Jersey Mike's too Bring up in it. Bring it! I like that. There's something else coming too. There's like two of them. Jersey Mike's something else, I think. Oh, Moe's. That's what it was. Yeah. Moe's. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've been on this. This resting the players in the NBA is bad. I've been on this. And uh, so now the NBA's commissioners come out and, like, responded to some of this. We'll get that here in a minute. But did you see – I would imagine you've seen this video. Have you seen this video of, like, Steph Curry and Russell Westbrook going at it? Yes, I have. And this, to me, is ridiculous. This goes back a couple of days now where apparently the Warriors – you sent me this email yesterday where the Warriors were, like, pissed because the last time – the first time they went to back to Oklahoma City mm-hmm. – like, they weren't super nice... To Kevin Durant.
1: Oh yeah, I uh, What did you expect there? I I I, I I I I don't get it. This wasn't like a complaint of like, oh hey, the you know the Oklahoma City Thunder staff treated us, you know, you know they put us in in in, in subpar you know conditions or anything like that. Like this is the fans booed you and people heckled you and like, well of course. What did you think was going to happen? Did you not see what happened when LeBron came back to Cleveland for the
0: first time? <sighs> Now, their thing wasn't really with the fans; it was the team, the thunder themselves. They felt like there should have been like a thank you video that ran and like that kind of stuff how they like welcome people back and it's like you're not Kevin Durant's not, he's not on the end of it's not the Paul Pierce like you know retirement tour or it's not the Kobe <laughs> retirement
1: tour. And even if it was, dude, you don't owe anyone anything else, dude. You don't have to do that. I, if 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 you felt like you got
0: wronged by that guy, you don't have to cater to him and on in, in, in any stretch, dude. What the hell is that? That came off to me very entitled like th- th- that Golden State Warriors like they weren't nice enough to Kevin Durant that now Steve uh, is it Steve Kerr yeah. he's kind of downplayed it and says oh we know all them and we we've been best friends forever and like i don't think there's nothing to this he's like let me guess it was sources and it's like yeah, yeah dude welcome to sources like yeah. that's i mean that's been part of journalism forever welcome to reporting, right, right exactly like you don't get to just be like well the, you know the, that's not real and uh, you know obviously i think the warriors are a little guilty of stuff a- like a-
1: as this. a team who at the beginning of this year and when Kevin Durant started for the Warriors, I mean they like branded themselves as super villains. like I thought that was their whole thing. It's like yo we're the we're the we're the bad guys, we're the dudes in black we're the you know I think
0: people think that role's going to be easy and LeBron hated it. LeBron hated being the villain, not good at it. He's not dude LeBron likes being liked. He's not good at being the villain.
1: Yeah, LeBron's a face, not a heel. Yeah, I mean, there's just no question
0: about it. And, dude, I'm not knocking it. There's different ways to go through the world. But now, like, so they play again last night, and apparently all the players played. Well done, NBA. Got all your players out there on the court. Nice job. Way to go. And so they played last night, and so so apparently some of this frustration, uh, like, boiled over, and Steph Curry and uh, and Russell Westbrook, like, get into it, and there's, like, a little bit of a shoving match here. I'm watching this video. And... First, Steph, come on. What are you doing? If they let you two go and you get to fight center court, Westbrook kicks your ass.
1: No question about it. But what are you supposed to do? You know what I mean? I'm not going to fault the dude for trying to be tough when it's like, dude, that's why you're in the business of being tough. Like I'm not for as much as I hate Steph Curry and as much as I think he is soft. I'm not going to I'm not going to fault a guy for trying to uh, trying to square up with somebody.
0: All right. I mean, I guess you can't like cry and like run the other. All right. Yeah. You can't do that. Right. Okay. All right. So, yes, I am kind of knocking him for something he kind of had to do, I, I I would imagine. But everybody knows. If Draymond Green wasn't on that team, Steph would never talk tough. Never. And it's just... It's very funny, and this whole thing happened because apparently they asked Steph who he thought the NBA uh, you know, MVP was, and he said uh, uh, James Harden from the Houston Rockets. And then Russell okay. got asked about it, and Russell was like, who's he? Because you know, apparently Russell Westbrook is what? He's averaging a triple-double? Correct. For people that don't know what the triple-double is, can you... Uh,
1: uh, you're scoring 10 points plus, you're scoring 10 rebounds plus, and 10 assists plus. So there you it's, go. It's, it's, it's a pretty impressive feat. You're impacting the game in every capacity. You're 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 scoring points, you're letting you're making your team score points and you're, you know, grabbing rebounds, playing defense. So it's it's a, a huge accomplishment. Was
0: it Moses Malone the last guy to do it? Yeah. Moses Malone was the last guy to average a triple-double. Now there's arguments out there and I agree with them that LeBron could do this every year if he wanted to. Like if LeBron wanted to average a triple-double, he could. But he realizes it's not the best way to play and that, that you know, let's get everybody involved. Let's be a giving teammate. So guys want to play here. But,
1: but that's the thing is is when you do when you're averaging a triple double, you're averaging over 10 assists a game. So you're, you're in the enabling your team to score. So like I, it's, not, it's not so much that I think LeBron doesn't want, doesn't want it or doesn't think it's the most effective way to play. I think he doesn't care so much. I think it's more of like just let the game happen organically. If I get off on 10 assists, if I get off on 15 assists, fine, but I'm not going to keep track of the numbers. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to make that a priority That's I would agree that that's when you're getting into trouble it's not so much at a triple doubles like selfish basketball you're getting into trouble there because you're more worried about your stats than how to actually win the game
0: I think Russ is a little guilty of that I think he has to be doing what he's doing with Oklahoma City right now because the rest of his roster is not great right so he kind of he knows it's kind of on him but I think there is a little bit of selfishness in the way he plays and I think the, that maybe if he trusted a few of those guys a little bit more, maybe we find out they're a little bit better than everybody gives them credit for. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be way wrong. But I think Russ is a little selfish. But I'll say this about Russ, is that you're in the ratings business. You're in the entertainment business. It's not Like I always say about business, at the end of the day, you're not in whatever business you're in. You're in the making money business. Russell Westbrook will make you money because when he comes to town, you want to go. I don't know if I want him to be my star on my team and my franchise that I root for, but to deny Russell Westbrook being entertaining to watch is crazy. And I'm a realistic person. I know the NBA MVP doesn't go to the most valuable player. LeBron's been the most valuable player since he was in 10th grade. He was the most valuable player to the NBA when he was in 10th grade. The whole NBA story is when is LeBron coming? Since he was a sophomore. The guy's been the most valuable thing to the NBA since he was in high school. So, like, that's crazy. But I understand how this thing works and that, you know what? We forget that part of these leagues' job is to entertain kids. And Russell Westbrook entertains the kids. And he makes kids want to play in the backyard. And they want to play like that. because he get, And honestly, he kind of is what you tell your kids to be every day. Go out and you play hard every single play. Russ kind of does. I think he's a little selfish, but ultimately, I think it's going to be okay, and he's doing pretty good for his team. Now, the NBA commissioner has come out and said that the resting of players is a significant issue for this league. Well, of course it is, because if you go to turn on the TV and none of your stars are playing and they're all sitting, and LeBron comes out yesterday and says there's nothing the league can do about it. There might be not anything Adam Silver can do about it. But you get a strong commissioner in there, the league still has all the power. All of it. Who is the who are the contracts with? They're with the league. Who TNT negotiate with to show the games? The league. Not you. Where'd that money come from? LeBron's crazy here. He's way out of line here. There are plenty of things the league could do to curtail this. They've changed anytime the, the games need changed, they change it. Not as well as the NFL, and that's why the NFL product is higher rated, and the game's just more fun to watch.
1: this happens in the NFL too and I guess at what point does the league become in charge of your coaching decisions I mean week 17 guys get rested on a regular basis
0: I told you why that happened yesterday it's a completely different league and you're talking about dudes who can get paralyzed well but I mean still I mean Paul Pierce is 60 out there playing
1: but but still you are in the business of entertaining fans and I I, as a fan whether you can get paralyzed or you can get paralyzed in week 7 as well as you can as week
0: 17 so I I take it cost the same. I, I I'm telling you, there are these things are similar. They're not the same. I I, I guess I and, and I mean, dude, you got guys who played in the league now. Like Barkley said, dude, I flew coach and played back to backs. These guys fly private and they can't get their ass on the court.
1: I guess at the end of the day, you know whether it, I think that, you know you, you, it's softness or whether it's you know the, the game has changed or whatever it is, I'm just not comfortable with the league being able to tell a team here's how you are going to run your team because at that point, I mean,
0: the NFL tells dude, the NFL tells those guys how to run those teams all the time you're not even allowed to buy a team unless the nfl tells you yes yes i mean obviously ultimately the the league
1: tells you when it comes to they don't tell you how to coach it though they don't tell you these are the players you have to play these are the players you have to acquire these are the you know these are the 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 plays you have to run and i feel like once you start getting into this territory of you have to play these guys at these times for this much time i feel like well then why not just tell me what plays i have to
0: run i feel like it's a a slippery slope but i don't think it's unrealistic For the league to say to its premier franchises, guys, get your stars on the court. What
1: about your non-premier franchises? What about just a team that sucks like the Lakers this year? They they bench dudes who are like, all right, you know what? We're bottoming out. So if you're going to apply it to your premier franchises, you have to
0: apply it to all of them, right? Yeah, I would apply it to everybody across the board. And the thing about the Lakers is, dude, is that there was a million column inches written about them doing that. There's, uh, there's been negative stories written about that, about Mozgov sitting, but and they, they also moved, what's his name, one of their new kids to the two the other night. But
1: nobody's stepping in and saying, you have to play Mozgov, he could win you games. So why do I have to play LeBron?
0: Because he's LeBron. You don't get dude you don't get to be treated differently because you're great and not not get treated differently you see what I'm saying like he wants special treatment and so dude that that comes with right he wanted to be able to tell the league ah now we'll fly home tomorrow I think I think when
1: you're getting into uh, yes does special treatment happen of course there's no question about yeah. it but once it, becomes, it should but once it becomes sanctioned in that sense once it becomes like hey this is definitely what we're doing I feel like you're undercutting like the competitive nature of
0: of that game oh sitting players is undercutting the competitive nature of the game. Nothing's going to undercut competitiveness more than that. When your goal is to win a championship. I, now, like I said, I was early on in this, I was kind of on the Cavalier side, right? Where I was like, ah, I get it, dude. It's the fastest way to a championship. But I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. If I was from Dallas... And I was on 103.3 The Eagle in Dallas right now, and I wasn't from Ohio, and I wasn't talking to an Ohio audience. Honestly, this whole last year, I probably would have murdered LeBron for the way he acts. If, it, Hon- if I'm being honest, I probably would have murdered him.
1: If 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 I mean, and I, I totally agree that there is a point there, but I just feel like if it was Dirk Nowitzki, though, you'd be like, all right, well then obviously you have to roll with it. So and when it's your team on top, it's obviously going to be a lot easier for me to make this argument of like, well, yeah, of course it should be. This is plan- what we should do. You're playing for a championship, but you that's can the admit thing that is the is th- are t-
0: playing for a championship. You can admit though that the TV product is not as good.
1: Oh, dude, I will 100% admit that this is an issue. Well, that's I'm not-
0: what, uh, my issue is this: is LeBron coming out yesterday and say there's nothing the league could do? No, but dude, watch people stop filling in the queue. Watch people stop going to games, bro. Where Do you do you think Nike gave you that billion dollars because your name is LeBron? Nike gave you a billion dollars because you deliver eyeballs to TV sets, bro. And if you continue to just say, well, I'm not going to do it, eventually people will turn on you. It's been a while for that chance. Dude, watch him not win the title this year. Dude, I guarantee you, if they don't win the title this year and he acts like this and he sits like this, dudes, now they're crazy, and I'm not saying this is the way it should be, but dudes will be back in the street burning jerseys on East 4th. That will happen this I, i've been saying this a whole year i I understand what he's doing, but if you do it and you don't win, you are going to take a significant hit to your legacy and it's a dangerous game he's playing when the quote was earlier this year i'm chasing a ghost in Chicago." Well, that ghost flew city to city night after night and got his ass out there and played I, i'm just that, that's the argument from the other side for people like I said i dude I won a championship. But this is a problem for this league. Ratings are down. And I don't know why these stars. And I'm telling you, this commissioner, much like I think our president, is going to get ousted. Because he's not running his league. The players are running the You can't let the inmates run the asylum. And that's what the NBA has become over the last three months. And if you don't get your arms around it, it's only going to get worse. And worse. You know, somebody pointed this out yesterday. I didn't know this. I had not heard this until yesterday. You realize in the 70s, the NBA Finals wasn't on TV? It wasn't even on TV. It was tape delayed and showed to you two days later. 1970. So, LeBron, there's plenty the league can do, bro. It's come a long way. You got to remember that. Like, you got it pretty good. Get out there and play for the 10-year-old. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on.
1: Hey, what's up? It's Kramer, and I like good-looking women. You do too, don't you? Hey, I'm giving away VIP parties to the Diamond Royale in Canton. You and 19 buddies can party
0: with these girls at the Diamond. To win, text the word Diamond to 57739. That's Diamond with your first and last name to 57739. Standard text and data rate apply. You'll receive a confirmation phone call. You must be 21 or older to enter the Diamond Royale, Munson Street in Canton, and the Diamond Lodge, Route 14 in Rootstown. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll get you hooked up with a pair of Norm McDonald tickets. He's playing the Hard Rock Roxino April 14th. We'll do that at 9:30 in the middle of uh, new tour Tuesday, where you're getting New Hay Violet. That song's called Guys My Age, so I'm assuming this is, like, what, some new female, like, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do uh, them.
1: You, uh, I, you have not heard the song, I have. Um, you'll. Uh, I don't know if you'll enjoy it, but it's definitely something it's to, It's about uh, girls banging dudes my age, right? Yeah, it's, it's it's all about, you know, banging older dudes. Well, I support that. <laughs> <laughs> not a turd! Sansbury already calling Somebody it. Somebody get me
0: the pin. What kind of vagina hat is that? I'll wear it. New Garth Brooks, ask me how I know. And new Avenged Sevenfold, goddamn, all part of that. Coming up at 9 o'clock. Also, Norm McDonald tickets, up for grabs. There we go. So, uh, well, the Twitter is mad at me. Okay. The Twitter is mad at me. What'd you do? For being critical of the NBA and LeBron James. Okay. And I have this. Stansberry, you fat-effing hypocrite. The moment the NBA final starts and the Golden State Warriors take the court and face off against the Cleveland Cavaliers, you're going to be the first one to turn on the TV and watch it. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know why that makes me a hypocrite yeah, exactly. I, 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 look I'm not even the biggest uh, NBA fan, but I can acknowledge a problem and I think you can acknowledge ultimately that the NFL has become the biggest sport in the in the in our country partially because we like regulated violence I will admit that we kind of like the violent aspect of the NFL but also because the league has thought long and hard about how to make it the best television product they can. They got rid of the huddles, they got rid of all kind of stuff to move action.
1: Now, that's complained about nonstop. Dude, the, 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 the pussification of the NFL is a regular complaint by people.
0: But the difference there is is that people say they hate it, but then they watch it. Ratings are down for the NBA throughout the entire country, and even more so here. Some of that's going to be LeBron fatigue. You're kind of overseeing how great he is. And that is the thing about, and I will say this about LeBron and his legacy, the moment... That dude retires, you're going to watch everybody switch and talk about how he was the most special thing the NBA's ever had. And he gets a bunch of hate now, and people want to tell – we don't like when people threaten greatness while they're still out on the court. Like, we don't like that. And I'm telling you, the moment that dude retires, everybody who hates on LeBron is going to be talking about how great he was. But there, he is kind of like the face of the league right now, and they're going through this thing where they're kind of being called pussies. And, and it's not just me. It's not just media dudes who never played. Like, media dudes who did play are all over these guys. Charles Barkley's all over him. And he said, dude, I flew coach and played. You guys are on private planes. You got like, you know, you got all this, you know, you know, private cooks, all this stuff. Your life is easier than ever. You make $100 million a year, and yet you guys are still out there equating it to slavery. I mean, dude, Charles and, and not, isn't not, great. Not LeBron.
1: And let's not act like people of that era didn't do the exact same thing. Let's not act like people in the 1980s didn't say that NBA and I'm and, sure if I NFL. looked, I could find a quote from right. Akeem Olajuwon or Patrick Ewing. I'm
0: sure I could find a quote. Now,
1: I, I think it's interesting that, you know, obviously I think it's a little bit more widespread of a thing, but this is not new in any sport. You know, in all sports you can point to examples, baseball, football, basketball, of teams resting their guys. But the 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 golden franchise of the NBA, the the team that everybody respects and everybody speaks so highly of, and oh, they're just a great team doing great things and playing good fundamental basketball is the San Antonio Spurs. They've been doing it for years, for years, dude, for years, and nobody ever came at them like, oh, dude, you're ruining the game. Why does
0: LeBron carry this cross? I think because he's, because again, and this is what I'm always talking about, because there's social media now and social media wasn't as big of a thing when the Spurs were doing it and still doing it the spurs were doing it and they were being fined heavily for it the problem is now is it's become the model the spurs were the exception and they were so great and they were winning championships constantly that people maybe didn't question But now you got three teams, and there's only stars on three teams. What are you going to do, call Damian Lillard a star? No, he isn't. I'm a Portland Trailblazers fan. Damian Lillard isn't a star. He's a solid point guard, but he's not a star. not going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, the league has, like, four stars. And they've kind of – here's why I don't like it. I get that it's a fast way to win a championship but it's also four powerful dudes getting together thinking that they're more powerful than the league. And I'll be honest with you, even though one of them's LeBron, I kind of want to see them get their comeuppance now. I do. I kind of want to see something bad happen. I kind of want to see a fan revolt. I kind of want to show these dudes, like, do you think Blaze Pizza gets packed if you don't play? No. You think uh, you're uninterrupted your social media source, it, it gets spassed around if you're not LeBron? No. You're just a kid from Akron at that point. But you're not just a kid from Akron, bro. You're the chosen one. So get out there and be the chosen one. Like, I was with it early. I was. But now, dude, when it's TV revenue and now, like, they're they're sitting nationally televised games because they don't like what Charles Barkley says and, like, all this stuff. Like They're just playing. Honestly, it's take my ball and go home mentality running amok in the NBA. Now, I know the NFL rest players. You ever see the sideline when somebody tells Tom Brady he can't go in and play? You ever see that? You end up watching an offensive coordinator get his face melted off because Brady wants to play. That's a dude who's 40, been hit 25 times a day for the last 15 years. You can't drag him away from it. LeBron's got to fly back-to-back nights. Bro, I don't know if I can handle this. It does. I don't care. If you win a championship, I don't care. But to pretend that it doesn't come off as sissy is insane because it does come off as sissy. I'm I'm not sure it is, but the perception is reality. And the perception is you're a bunch of overpaid whiny sissies. And I'm going to say this again. I always say this. If you changed NBA contracts next year and that money wasn't guaranteed the way it is, what do you think happens? They all get their ass out there on that court and they play. That money's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. If my boss said to me today, we just signed you to a two-year extension on your deal, which is true, that did happen, and this money's guaranteed, no matter what happens this next two years, Stansberry, you can't be fired. I guarantee you my mentality in the building changes. How I interact with other people changes. Guaranteeing NBA money is coming back to bite you in the ass a little bit. I just think that. I, I could be wrong. But... I think you would see this more in the NFL if dudes didn't have to work for their paycheck. You don't really have to work for your paycheck in the NBA. You get $100 million and it's all guaranteed. You can blow out your knee and you're still getting paid. That would never happen in the NFL. And that's why you have to drag dudes off that field. And that's what endears it to the fan. is because they come off like warriors. Where the warriors come off like a bunch of sissies. Major changes to the Ohio Conceal Carry Law took place at midnight. We'll get into those next on Rock 106. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have corn tickets for you 7.30. We'll pass those out. They're playing Blossom August 2nd. Also bringing Stone Sour part of that. be a good show. It will be a good show. New Turk Tuesday coming up at 9, too. New Hay Violet, new Garth Brooks, new Avenged Sevenfold. So apparently last night at midnight yeah. went into effect some new changes in the Ohio concealed carry law. Okay. Now I believe, and I've said multiple times on the program, that if you would like to own a handgun and you would like to keep it in your house for home protection, I'm all the way in on that. Okay. okay? When we start talking about where people can go with them and here and there, I, 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 I don't totally know. I'll just be honest with you. I know guys on the radio are supposed to be definitively one way or the other. But when we're talking about weapons, and that's what they are, guns, whatever you want to call them, whatever terminology you want to use, it gets a little – I believe there are valid questions to be asked when, talk, when talking about carrying them. I believe that people can responsibly, responsibly openly carry. I buy into that. But there are, I know, anti-gun people always go, well, what about this? You're gonna, if you don't want safe zones, then what about here? Cause I'm always like, well, I'm not sure, like, we would need them there. And then, like, anti-gun people, like, want to hop on that. And it's like, well, dude, just because I don't want them here doesn't mean they're not good enough for other places. I hate when people do that. I hate when they make it about one thing.
1: Yeah, Obviously, there's a lot of complexity in this conversation. And, and you're right. I mean, whether you're open carrying, having something at your home, concealed carrying, where you are, all those things are a part of it. There's a lot of circumstance that goes into being a responsible right. gun owner.
0: And it's on you to be responsible. So I'm reading from uh, the Columbus NBC affiliate that says the changes to the law will allow anyone with a concealed carry license to carry their firearm in more places now, including daycare facilities, non-secure areas of airports and private planes. Now, the changes also prohibit employers from telling employees they can't store their guns or bullets in their cars while they're at work. The law still will prohibit concealed carry on college campuses, but the colleges themselves will now be allowed to authorize people or groups to carry weapons on campus. I'm interested to see the first time a college uh, says, Hey, you group of people go carry weapons. Right. I don't see that happening. I can't imagine the scenario in which it would. Unless it is,
1: you know, CCW holders, then that makes sense, and I understand. Like, okay, well, you only, you know, okay. But well, yeah,
0: because within the law, right, you'd have to be law abiding. But, but I a don't. Group or individuals. At mm, what point? I mean, mm, even if, even if, like, something happens on the campus, they're not going to turn students loose with concealed. Case. So, I'm interested to see how that hits the news the first time out. Now, reading this, I don't think it's. None of this sounds that crazy to me. Carrying guns into daycares. All right, so I thought about that, but I read a little further in this article, and of course they found a gun guy to talk to, right? Well, of course. And he brought up something that I did not think of. But he said, if I'm carrying my gun on my belt and I have like and I'm wearing a hoodie right now, right? Okay. And let's say my hoodie Jesus, which is pretty dirty. Um well, sorry, That's what no. happens when you wear it for six months. <laughs> <You don't really laughs> Eventually it's gonna be but, a little dirty there, a little crusty. This part of my hoodie, like down by my waist, could cover my gun. Okay. So you would never even know I had it. Okay. So there's that, right? He said, his this is his point, is that if you make a stop, Carrying them in schools to pick up our kids. Now you got 500 parents in a parking lot taking guns off their belt, taking clips out, doing all this stuff, and you got people walking by cars, and people got guns in cars. And now it looks like, well, are you about to load that gun and bring it out? Versus if you just get out and I can't see it underneath your hoodie, what did I know?
1: So, but uh, so if I raise my hand and my hoodie comes up a little bit and you can see it, now all of a sudden is it like, oh, there's people with a gun in here? I, I get what you're saying, but like, yeah, but you're carrying it. You're how- not.
0: You're not sitting there. You're, you're carrying it on your waist where it's supposed to be it's not like you're walking around with it in your hand
1: how how frequently is is a re, ha, have we heard stories of responsible gun owners who have ha, accidentally discharged their yes, weapon happens That's all the time it does it happens all the time it does happen so once that happens in a daycare i think there is going to be a little bit of like well what were we doing with guns here anyway
0: i yeah i to me when i first read it i was like why would you want a gun in a daycare? And then, I, you know, I heard the guy he who's like, man, I, he's like, if I start taking my gun off my waist in my car, I'm telling you, you're going to have people call, like, people are going to call the cops and, like, we're going to have all this stuff happen that maybe shouldn't have to happen. Now, I don't know if that's true I, or not.
1: I, I don't know if that's enough. I don't, I don't know if that's a valid enough reason why you.
0: At a non-secure area of an airport. Now, I know you can fly with a gun. You can check it and say, hey, I have a gun with me. And then they do, you know, the airport does what they do or whatever. I don't. I'm not wild about that, and I know what somebody anti-gun's gonna be like. See, save space. What are you a snowflake? Like I know that's what's gonna happen, but like there are certain places where I think they make sense, and where and where they don't. Like I have no problem. I would have no issue. Like if the radio station said we're now an open carry. Like you can carry in here. I would have absolutely no issue with that. None. Cause honestly, we have very little security in this building and I know people, some people who listen to the radio are crazy, legitimately crazy, and do think about and do fantasize about killing dudes like me. And so like honestly, when Sit my right line here. when my line <laughs> of security and I love her, but when my line of security is a ninety year old woman at the front door, and I love her, but she's not knocking anybody over to stop them from killing me. So honestly, if they said to me, "Oh yeah, bro, you could carry your gun in here," I would probably have a gun with me. That probably would happen, especially in what we do.
1: Now, but what's 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 the difference between our building and an
0: airport? Yeah, I mean, dude, if you wanted to topple something, taking over their media is a good way to do Huge it. Huge
1: way, dude. I mean, Huge yeah, not even it. I hate Stansberry, but like, hey, I'm going to go broadcast my message. Yeah, that that that's just that's as... That's
0: what the Taliban would want.
1: Just as feasible as going uh, exit north and, and taking over an airplane.
0: I'll tell you what, you know, if I'm going to be 100% honest, the only thing that gives me pause about the airport is given what's happened in airports. You know what I mean? Like, had we not never seen anything like that, I wouldn't have thought twice like this. Like, I don't think all that much no. to, twice about daycare.
1: Obviously, discharging. you know, I, I mean, we've had stuff happen in, in daycares or at least kindergartens, you know, but discharging a weapon on an airplane. I understand why it's like, no,
0: you that wasn't can't. a concealed carrier. Y- well, but I mean, Th- that's just, a student in a school. It's a completely different issue. I,
1: I, I guess when it comes to when it comes to an airport and why you would have to say a hard no throughout the airport is if a, a firearm, for whatever reason, is discharged on an airplane, it's going to be a huge issue. You know what I mean? It's not as yeah. simple as, as like, you know, and I guess any, time something, you know, that you fire your weapon, it's going to be an issue, but that's why I see an airport as a different place.
0: One woman said, I come from Connecticut. Sandy Hook was devastating experience for me. And so there's no place for guns in certain places, playgrounds, daycare schools. My opinion, there's just no place for that. Again, I'm not going to knock a woman for having that opinion, especially if she lived through Sandy Hook and lived in that community. I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock her for that opinion. uh, This is one of these things that's much like abortion. Like I say, there are valid points on both sides, and that's what makes it so hard.
1: So you feel like airports you feel uncomfortable with?
0: I'm I'm, I'm not ready to say no right now, but yeah, it gives me pause. Uh, Daycares,
1: you feel like at least there's a little bit of gray area. Is there anything in there that you're like, yes, this is what makes sense. This is what
0: was right here. No, because I don't think anything that crazy happened. Like I kept seeing this posted all over the place yesterday, and I was like, oh, this must be huge news. Like there must be something huge in this, and I don't currently have a concealed carry. I we're kind of talking to a couple of different places where there's some endorsement opportunities that may be coming down the road uh, about me endorsing the place because I have a very big interest in getting my concealed carry. And when I used to own a gun, I don't own a gun anymore. I would like to buy another one, and so like we're talking to some people about this. This is probably going to be a thing. So I read into this a little bit. I was like, all right, there must be something crazy here. Now if I was if if I was an anti-gun person and they told me hey guess what dude concealed carry people are coming into the daycare tomorrow I yeah I, I mean I can understand a parent going what yeah. gonna, I can understand pause I get it. And I mean
1: not necessarily cuz I'm not like an anti-gun person at all like I totally believe in people's rights to to carry their weapon and have their weapon and and, and that's all fine but there's got to be some common sense here and I feel like both of these things might be fl- or at least coming to the
0: line of common sense where it's like well do we want guns? In, in airports and daycares. I'm not wild about the idea of a gun in an airport. Like I said, it gives me pause. So you know what? I was going to do this later, but we keep bringing up the airport, so I'll just do it now. I have a story about an airport that happened just this last week, okay. and I can't believe this happened. So my buddy was down in Florida. He was playing in a golf tournament, right? And lost his ID. Goes to the airport. Tells the airline, I don't have my ID. The airline says, okay, we're gonna mark on your boarding pass that you don't have an ID. It's completely up to the TSA when you get to the gate whether or not you get to fly. The really? airline has nothing to do with it. Really? We have nothing to do with it. He gets the TSA, they check one of his credit cards, they asked him his sister's birth date and like stuff like that. And like he honestly didn't even know what year his sister and his brother were wow. born. And he said within twenty five minutes he was through security on a plane, not showing an ID. That is crazy. Yeah, it's concerning. That's crazy. A dude got on a plane, flew from Florida to Ohio without using a pictured ID. You tell me again about how I'm safer on planes today than I was 10 years ago. You keep telling me that. It's a big 100% effing lie. You are no more safe today than you were before 9-11. You have been given the illusion of safety. And that rocks you into confidence and helps you sleep at night. But we are no more safe than we were before. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show and Corn Tickets next. Hang on. Somebody's going to bring up the PTSD thing, though. Yeah. And somebody's going to bring up the fact that 22 veterans a day commit suicide. And I know part of that is not enough financing. But some of it is also not being able to deal with what they saw. And so there are going to be people who make the argument like that's not the, the person people, I want yeah. with a gun running around my college campus. I'm not saying that's my opinion. I'm saying, but there's an argument to be made there. And it will be case by case. It's uh, it, you know, it's just it's, you know, it's interesting. It's a you know, it, it, it's a weird thing. I uh, I would have never thought about a need for a daycare to have to have a gun, but it, it, and and I'm not sure that. Well, you know, taking it off my clip and putting it in the glove boxes, you know, takes forever before I go pick up my kid. I'm not sure that's enough of a reason for me. I, I you know, I don't I don't know that that's enough of a reason for me. It's, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I believe in concealed carry. I want to be able to have a gun. I, uh, And, you know, people keep tell, you know, tweeting at me, telling me places where I can do it. Thank you for that. And also, you know, it, it's, there is a lot of gun rhetoric out there on both sides. And so I, I've been getting this a lot. You know, I'd go get it before you can't anymore, and it's like this is what people have been saying about getting a gun since the beginning of time, and it's actually if I if I have my facts here straight, it's easier than ever before. Yeah, I mean, no
1: guns, no no no, under no president's tenure were more guns sold than Obama's. So, like, I mean, are you are you are you worried?
0: As soon as I so I talked to a CCW place, right, and the moment Hillary announced, he said ammo. Went through the roof. Gun sales went through the roof. Are they implying that they're worried that like Trump's going to bring in the, the the time of no guns? I think maybe they're worried about the next guy. Or oh. woman, sorry. Okay. All right. Now, I'm hearing from Ben who says, if you've been in the military, you'll have extensively more training. Okay, now, again, maybe I've seen too many movies. Okay? And I don't mean to be disrespectful. I really don't. But it's more about, like, an assault rifle training, right? Like... Or do I just have a misconception of the weapons? I I, I
1: think if you're going to take John Q. public, the average citizen versus the average soldier, obviously you know a military member is going to have far more training when it comes to weapons as a whole and understanding you know not only how to use that weapon but the uh, the power of that weapon. So I I, I get what I get what he's saying, but like it doesn't on its core you have a
0: respect of the weapon. It
1: doesn't give you it doesn't give you a right that other people don't have by having a CCW. You've shown that you are willing to respect the weapon, be trained in the weapon, do all those things. So I don't know if that necessarily gives you, you know, anything more than the average CCW holder. Yeah, it's good.
0: You know, it's a little weird. It's, um, you know, I, I would have never thought about one in a daycare. Again, I don't have kids. But and like I said, as a pro-gun person, and I wasn't always, by the way, Like you go back and listen to, to me early on in my career, I was staunchly anti-gun. I've been turned around on this. And honestly, it's because I lived in a place where there were no cops.
1: I guess I guess I'm neither like I'm not pro-gun or anti-gun. I, I, I just
0: you that's, know I, I, honestly, that's probably the right place to be, because you're not in a such do guns is a lot like abortion. It, like you just say the word and you're off to the races, and people can't listen to one another. So like I'd rather have this discussion with somebody like you that doesn't care that ultimately what you and I want is the same thing. I want to be I want to own a, a gun and have a CCW you necessarily don't. But you and I both want the same thing. Less kids shot in the homeroom and yet people still being able to have the American right that is to own a gun. We both want the same thing, which is we want we don't want the rights infringed on, but we want people to be responsible with these things and not and we want less school shootings. I don't think that's crazy to be there. I don't think that's nuts i tell you what is nuts. I just read a little bit of this from the Pew Research Center. This is scary as hell. Depending on who shared something on Facebook is whether or not you believe it. So essentially what's happened with news is it's turned into the movie review. Like if your best friend who you like Says that's the best movie ever. You will go see the movie.
1: So it's not. It's not so much of not the source. It's not. It's not the author of an article NBC, or anything. Like CBS,
0: that. the Reuters, AP. None of that stuff matters. If if it if the friend that shared the post you think knows what they're talking about is whether or not we will believe it to be true. Believe that post or not.
1: Now, I'm not surprised. I guess when you say it like that, I'm not surprised.
0: Here's what I will say is that I think we're all guilty of this a little, and I will throw myself out there as, like, okay, Phantom kind of stays politically, like, involved, kind of knows about some stuff, likes to stay up on it. So if you were to post something, I would say, not that I should believe it, but maybe I should read it. Like, maybe okay, maybe I'll read that. But, like, if a buddy of mine who doesn't know anything was to post something political, I will say I'm not wasting my time with that, right? But the first thing I do when I see something on Facebook, the first thing I do is look down to the bottom left-hand corner to see where the source was. And I don't know why I do that the more I think about it because we've had fake news forever, Remember Brian Williams? That was fake news. And I've long said this. You think the news was telling you the truth more? When they couldn't be li- when when, they, when it when couldn't be exposed to you, you think Walter Cronkite was telling you the truth? More, no. I, I think you're getting it. no. I, I think
1: fake news is starting to mean all things to all people, and whether oh, it's,
0: welcome to liberal, welcome to conservative, right, right. right whether it
1: whether it means that somebody lied, like Brian Williams, whether it means that somebody you know got a fact wrong or or got something incorrect, or whether it, tr- it is true to the heart propaganda, you know something maliciously being spread with the intent to change how people feel. I think. Fake news has gotten into this, like, it's fake news, fake news. I don't
0: like it. It doesn't believe what I say. When, when people hear facts, they don't like, they call it fake, fake news. news. Yeah. And and, and, and I, I think you don't get to do that.
1: I think, you know, with with people trusting the people that are sharing the stories, what you're getting into there is, like, most of your friends are going to be in the same Vain as you, for the most part. Now, obviously, you and I social media a little bit different because we have a different job. We have a different, you know, diverse group of like audience. No,
0: birds of a feather, though. Right, but for the most
1: part, you yeah, you you're, you're, you're going to be in that echo chamber with whoever else is in your Which, social media. Honestly, circle. if
0: I could advise people to do anything, it's expand your group of friends and be befriend people who you don't agree with. So
1: all you're going to be get do- smarter. All you're going to be doing there is just reinforcing your beliefs because you know, of just course, circling of background. course, my best friend believes the same thing I do. Of course. Of course, you know, my brother-in-law believes the same thing I do. And so, yeah, and that's both sides. I mean, no matter where you're coming from there, if you're putting yourself in an echo chamber of just agreement of like, yeah, dude, everything you say is what I think. And
0: yeah, you're going to you're going to end up misinformed. Like Sometimes I will just call my brother because we vehemently disagree on a lot of political issues. So sometimes I'll just call him because I know he knows what he's talking about and he feels differently than I do. And so sometimes I'll just call him just so I hear what the other side of the argument is by somebody who's intelligent. Because you know my brother is very conservative, but he's not necessarily. I mean, he's not. He's not what people consider conservatives to be today. My brother's not that. He's a very smart, uh, engaged person. He just you know looks at the world a little differently than I do, and, it's, and, it's, and that's interesting too when you think about it about the fact that we were raised same household, same parents, same that whole thing, and we both came out a little differently. You know what I mean? It's, it's just an interesting case study. But you should. You were right about that. And people should expand their group of friends and be around people you disagree with. I think it'll make you smarter on most things in life. That's just me. We have corn tickets. We'll pass those out right now. We'll take caller 20 at 1-800-243-7625. And uh, up next, they found Tom Brady's jersey, and you won't believe where it was. We'll give you that next. Hang on. 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. You know, that piece of imaging is kind of annoying. Nobody else would work with beer passes to the strip club. I think the other two dudes who used to be on in the morning that got fired from this town, I bet they would both do that. But luckily for me, my boss knows that either one of them can be rated the way we are. And so, signed us to a two-year extension. We're here. Yeah, we never really did make the announcement on that. No, I don't think we did. But we, yeah, we officially signed our deals on Friday. We are here uh, Canton, Ohio for two more years. Yay! At, at minimum. We are very happy about it. No, there's it. no doubt about it. We are very happy about it. I know it doesn't always sound like it, but we uh, but we are very happy.
1: Now, uh, I know it and you know it, uh, that contracts really do serve the the company more than they do the, the, the employee, yeah. um, but the fact that I signed a piece of paper that says, like, yo, bro, you got a job for two years? I like it. Something to be celebrated. No, yeah, there, it dude. is. Most people don't have that comfort in their life.
0: Because what they do is, it doesn't mean that they can't fire you, they can right. totally fire you, but it does kind of say they have to pay you out, and so Normally what they'll do, I've, this has happened to me before, is they'll fire you with about either three or six months to go. And so you'll sit around for about three to six months and collect money and you know be able to apply for jobs. You can't work in the area. We have what's called a non-compete, and all broadcasters do. Um, so you can't just go directly across the street to the competitor and start kicking their ass in the morning. It's always funny that the radio company never thinks you're worth paying money to, but they're always worried somebody else is going to think that you are. Very interesting how the how how the world works that way.
1: So we'll be showing the door in eighteen
0: months. Is what you're saying? Yeah, it's about right. Well, there we go.
1: Which would be
0: what? Five years? That's about what. Honestly, it's a lot of time. It's what these jobs run is about five years. Then you know, time to go. I hope not. I've said many many times. I want to retire here. Yeah, or well, die here. Yeah, I I meant die working. You know what I mean? Here, retirement. That's funny. That's funny. So a guy was trying to retire, and he was trying to do so off of Tom Brady's Super Bowl jersey. I don't know if you had heard about this, but Brady's jersey got stolen out of the locker room. Yeah. Super Bowl 51.
1: I, I honestly, was I felt like one of the bigger stories coming out of that Super Bowl. I was like, all right, well, hey, Tom Brady, is he the greatest all-time? Who cares? His jersey got stolen. Yeah, it was a big deal.
0: Super Bowl 51. They estimated the value of the jersey at $500,000. This broke late yesterday uh, while we were on the air. Right. I mean,
1: it really is a significant piece of, of, of cloth there, dude. I mean, it, this was essentially the quarterback where Tom Brady cemented himself as the GOAT, and that thing should be in Canton, Ohio. I agree.
0: If not in Tom Brady's, you know... Uh, yes, it should be possession. where Tom Brady wants it. But, right. but if, if 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 Canton, Ohio could get their hands on it... Should be there. They, uh, Yeah, they would want it, and it would be displayed prominently, I would imagine. And that would be cool. Here's the thing, like... If they brought that down here, I would go see that.
1: If they brought that down here and all it said there was no like other explanation, it just said coming soon. That'd be awesome. Jim McChriss, are you listening right now? <laughs> Jimmy I think there'd
0: probably be a little it'd probably be signed by Belichick, F U
1: Ohio.
0: <laughs> no, I obviously he's gonna play nice with Ohio. Bel, you know, Belichick knows he's gonna go into the hall as right. a coach, you know what I mean? So that's but they have found the jersey now. And apparently the suspect is the former director of a tabloid in Mexico, Mauricio Ortega. According to the company that owns the paper he worked for, as well as the Mexican attorney general's office, the AG's office said that he has not been detained because no charges have been filed. This is where I'm reading. This must have been posted late last night. Yeah, around 745 last night. So he worked for a newspaper there, like a tabloid-type reason. Sure. And I mean,
1: obviously, papers from across the country are covering the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's the biggest media event
0: in the world. He said, so uh, apparently the guy uh, resigned March 14th, citing personal reasons, and the resignation was accepted, according to the company statement. But they were uh, surprised to learn about the allegation, saying Ortega took advantage of his position and used La Prensa to obtain media credentials to access the field, press conferences, and other areas of NGR Stadium, where that this was played. Houston, I believe, right? A source told ESPN that the footage from Fox showed Ortega going into the locker room, allegedly reaching into Brady's bag and taking the jersey. The source said officials reviewed 20,000 credentials, leading them to Ortega wow. as a person of interest. 20,000 yeah. credentialed media members at the Super Bowl? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just think about that. That's Let, crazy. Like, Let's say we go, right? Right. You and I—did <laughs> we hit the lottery? Where? How are we going to the Super, Super Bowl? Bowl? I don't even think we can get free passes to the <laughs> Pro Football Hall of Fame. But so yeah, I doubt we're covering okay. the Super Bowl. But we're going to the Super but, Bowl. But yeah, I'm getting us credential. That's right. how it
1: works. Media row, Stansberry show, set up right next to Dan Patrick and Jim Rome, right in the middle, okay, right there. But
0: you bring up Dan Patrick. All right, sure. we'll use his show since he's going to sure. go. So, Dan's got to be credentialed. All the Danettes have to be credentialed. The board op has to be credentialed. The engineer. So, I mean, yeah, you start getting into, like, uh, behind-the-scenes staff members and stuff. 20,000 is easy
1: to believe. Right. I mean, TV shows, obviously, ESPN's going to have a bunch of hands there. There's going to be guys for radio shows. And and then, I mean, you know, foreign correspondents, essentially.
0: Also retrieved during the ongoing investigation was the Jersey Brady War and the Patriots victory in uh, in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks in 2015. The items were found in the possession of a credentialed member of the international media. I heard also, and I'm not reading about this in this particular article, but I heard they also found the helmet from Von Miller from his Super Bowl, the one Peyton won there.
1: Now I understand if, like, well, maybe this guy, this was his a thing. Bronco. Maybe this was his thing is that you know he goes and, and, and scams people out of these you know these high merchandise memorabilia, high price merchandise memorabilia. But like, how do you get your hands on all that? Like, unless you're going into the
0: locker room and stealing it yourself. Well, that's what he did. I mean, he was in the locker room, which is crazy. What are so many people doing in the locker room for? You? Oh, there's a
1: lot of chaos in that moment. You know what I mean? A lot of chaos. Yeah, but there in that shouldn't moment. be, is my thing. Like I, I dude I mean, think about every locker room scene, you've got you've got a ton of reporters in there.
0: Why? oh I mean, camera people and like Yeah, but I don't think they need to be in there. Like I, I, I think that this is like this is one of those things nah, I don't think they need to be in there anymore. Request players, dude. I mean there's press conferences, there's all this stuff. I think, honestly, I think you may see a change in this now. Because, dude, it, again, it affected Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Like, this wasn't, hey, we stole the jersey off of some wide receiver that's going to be cut next year by the Patriots and, you know, honestly be selling sub sandwiches next year. This is the greatest. Well, if anything, I would assume that Goodell's going to be like, no, more
1: Mexican reporters. Let's get him in here. Tom Brady, steal all of his
0: stuff. Uh, you know, you know, when, when Mexico sends their people, they're not sending their best. Dude, that wall, 10 feet higher at least,
1: right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, ten feet higher, right? You're gonna steal something from Tom Brady, ten feet higher.
0: I don't understand how Tom Brady's jersey's worth five hundred grand. He- now, here's the well, thing: do I think it's worth five hundred thousand dollars? Probably, but not if it's stolen. What are you going to do? Oh, it's like stolen art.
1: You know what I mean? Like it's like stealing the Mona Lisa. Somebody out there is gonna take it, and somebody out there
0: wants it enough; they're gonna pay for it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just don't understand the, in the mindset of somebody that loaded. Because like spending five hundred grand on something I could never show to anybody would be a waste of money to me. Well, I mean, you couldn't
1: publicly flaunt it, but I'm sure after a certain amount of time, you could uh, probably. I don't think there's anybody I trust
0: that much. Sooner or later, somebody's going to want to be the one that told the story about where that is. I mean, this was the big one of the biggest media stories for two, three days after this. I mean, this was like on like the news. It wasn't just sports news; it was the news. And so, like, for, like, three days. So sooner or later, one of your idiot buddies is going to want to be the one that, you know, I don't know why, if I think I'm a multimillionaire, I still have the same friends I have. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess maybe, yeah, my friends probably get better at that point. Probably wouldn't rat me out.
1: I I just think it's it's you as a rich person are going to want that. You're going to want to be the person who has it in their possession. And even if you're only showing your fellow rich billionaire collectors of stolen goods, it's still yours, so I, I, I mean, I, yeah, $500,000 sounds
0: astronomical to me, but... So I'm i am being told when the Indians win the World Series in October, you're going to want to see inside the clubhouse. You know what? You're absolutely right, I am. So since cameras are all of about $35 these days, let's put one in each corner of the locker room. We don't need media in there, and turn the cameras on the moment like the, the celebration starts. Turn them off the moment it ends. What the hell is Mauricio Ortega doing running around the locker room of the Super Bowl? That doesn't sound crazy to anybody else? I'm the only one who thinks that's nuts?
1: Uh, with the good comes the bad and you want your brand to be expanded, you want these players or you want your fans to have access to these players? I mean, it's not like, it, it, reporters in locker rooms are new, you know what I mean? So like, I'm I, I, given
0: all given all the technology we have today, I'm not sure, I think that there could be a reworking of the model. And yeah, I think you put a couple of fixed cameras up on the wall. I can watch these dudes. First of all, you see about the first 20 seconds of the celebration. Then it's all champagne over the camera lens anyway. You can't see anything. I can live without the 20 seconds of that. I'd be fine. All right. I can't believe we're going to have to do this next. But it's the end of opinions. Apparently, if you have an opinion-based program and give out your opinion, you're then sidelined for giving out your opinion. Welcome to America. We'll do that next on Rock 106. 106. Nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Head over there, check out the Sandsbury Show section. Watch an employee, I believe this is, of Wendy's, just like whooping on a customer. He's getting out of hand. That's, I don't know, that video was intense, dude. I've gotten into a lot of heated arguments at the at the quick service places. Which, by the way, Over the weekend, if you're going to routinely leave things out of the bag that I order and it's just gotten to the point now where we just accept it, where it's just like it's part of it, like I know I'm not getting everything I wanted, just whatever you do, make sure it's not the hash brown. Come on. That's the best part. Everybody knows that's the best part. Don't forget that part. I need that part. That's the part I like. So the death of opinion is about to happen and I've been on this for a while, years I've been on this, is that we like to silence people we don't agree with. We're big into doing that. And on the other side, we only like to listen or speak to people in which we agree with. It's called confirmation bias. You like this stuff. I'm a little bit different. Not better, different. But I really enjoy listening to people who will either A, make me angry by their opinions, or B, that I just know I disagree with because I want to hear their side of the argument because it's the only way I can be sure that I'm on the right side. And there are a few examples of this. Steven Crowder is a very conservative social media host. He has a show. you know, you, like He tweets it and like he live streams it and all this stuff. And he's very entertaining. He's not always right. But he's very entertaining, and he does look at the world in a unique view, and he's not your stereotypical conservative. He holds some of those views, but he'll, he'll shock you every now and again, But like, oh, I, you know what? I didn't think a conservative would feel that way. And every, while, every once in a while, that happen. I enjoy Steven Crowder. I like watching him. And another one of these people, and I always get her back on this program, and again, as I lean left, but I don't identify with either party because I don't like people trying to put me in a box. But another one of these people that I like to watch occasionally is Tommy Laren. and Tommy Laren's on essentially what is internet TV. She's on the Blaze, which was you know Glenn Beck's like brainchild, and admittingly Glenn's a little crazy. Like I was actually I know his old radio producer from Florida a little bit, and uh, dude I've heard stories. Glenn's like legitimately like a little nuts. I mean, he cries on TV, all that stuff. Everybody's seen it, right? But he hired Tommy Laren and for good reason. She's 24, she's blonde, she's beautiful, and she's got an opinion. And she does a good job passing out her opinion. And also, and I always say this people talk about her like she's constantly wrong. She's not. You just disagree with her. Doesn't mean she's wrong. You may not like what she has to say, she's not inaccurate. Has there been times where she's inaccurate? Sure. There have been times where she has been inaccurate, like everybody else. But most of the time when I hear people telling me how wrong they is, she is, I really look into it. And I'm like, no, she's not wrong about that. You just don't like it. Sometimes facts are mean. And she gives you facts that aren't always nice. And so sometimes that comes off as, you know, you're hurting me. And I will admit that she's a little too quick to go to the snowflake. She's too quick to go to those kind of terms. But welcome to media. Welcome to internet media. She's not the only one doing that. She's not the only one doing that. Plenty of you are out there calling other people, you know, awful names for conservatives, and the other conservatives are calling people libtards and all this other stuff. She ain't the only one. But she went on The View, she did, and had some interesting things to say about abortion. The 24-year-old, Tommy was on The View, And hinted at the fact that she supports abortion rights. She says, I support limited government. It would be hypocritical of, this is somebody paraphrasing her. I believe in limited government. It would be hypocritical of me to say that the government should decide what women do with their bodies. And of course, conservative people lost their mind. And this is what I'm always talking about with politics and why I won't identify with a party is because you don't identify with a party. You don't. You're not a liberal. You're not a conservative. You're not a Republican. You're not a Democrat. You feel one way about two issues and you think you're lumped into that box. We've seen this time and time again where they take somebody who's staunchly conservative or I'm a liberal and they run your actual views through a filter. And it turns out 85% of the time, you're actually the other thing. You're actually the other thing. But she's now been suspended by the blaze for this. I'm sorry, what? She gave out her opinion. You've hired her to pass out her opinion. Yes, inside a news story. Yes, surrounded around facts, and then gives you her opinion on said facts. Suspending her for giving out her opinion when she's out there and she's shilling your wares and the ultra liberal platform that is The View. So she's got you the exposure you're looking for. She says something a little bit off base and you silence her for a week. I don't, I don't get it. Nothing she said is hate speech. Nothing she said is holding anybody down. It's not awful. It's not racist. It's not insensitive. It's not. Well, it's not to, any to, things.
1: to people who are pro life, it is. I mean, to say that you're pro choice is awful
0: and insensitive, and it's murder to them. She okay. She didn't have an abortion. She didn't. Perform an abortion, she didn't, so murder doesn't come into her opinion.
1: But for her to accept it, you're accepting, you're accepting that. Now, I'm, you know. I I, I
0: know what you're doing. I get it. You're just exposing the other side of this. I'm saying for Glenn Beck, who has said, I believe in rigorous, do I have the quote here? He says, I believe, I believe in being intellectually rigorous. Glenn Beck said about The Blaze, who I guess who once upon a time had a show called Real News that was hosted by Amy Holmes, who was supported, who then supported abortion rights. I don't believe she still works there. He says, so if you're pro-choice, you can have a job at the blaze because I try to hire people who have a different opinion because I believe in being intellectually rigorous. If you really believed in being intellectually rigorous, you would give her the platform of the show to clarify what she said and say everything she needs to say.
1: I guess to me, you know, the blaze is a private business and it's allowed to have who it does and does not want on its air. And obviously, you know, we're in the business of giving out our opinions, but if you go out on, 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 you know, if you come out on on the microphone and say, you know, a million different things, but you know, I,
0: I, I, if if you came out and said something vehemently racist, I mean, if I broke FCC regulation, I would be fired, right? Okay, and, but what she did is within the bounds of social conversation via the media.
1: But but they could fire you for a belief that you held if you if you went out and, sp- and, and 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 you know if you were saying dude I hate all Jews Jews are the problem with this with this country and blah 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 it's the Jews' fault blah 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 they could definitely fire you for that and it's within the realm of the
0: FCC you're
1: allowed to say that
0: yeah I don't like people being silenced.
1: It's. I mean, it's not as a guy who does this for a living. I don't like this. She's not being silenced. In, she's in,
0: being punished for having a different view.
1: Well, it's okay, but she's not being silenced. In the that's sense not America. Of
0: nobody's taking nobody's taking her right to speak away. Nobody's taking her right to if they, if she didn't have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, we would absolutely be taking her right to speak away. Like she she would have another no other avenue. What but, other avenue well, would she have?
1: But she does, and she can go get another job, and she can yes. I mean, you're not going to jail for this.
0: Okay, so yeah, so you can't be jailed for it. My thing is, is like, if you continue to do this, what you are going to do is you are going to force intelligent, talented people to not want these jobs. And then what do you get? And I know some of you are sitting there thinking, well, she's an idiot. That girl's not an idiot. Like, just like Nancy Grace isn't an idiot. Like, people think she's an idiot because Nancy Grace wants you to think she's an idiot. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this. Tommy not an idiot. She's just okay with liberal people thinking she's an idiot. She,
1: and she knows what she's doing. I mean, I, you know, you, you don't have a meteor, you know, a rise to fame like this without having some sort of like, yeah, you, you know what you're doing. Whether, whether she believes these things or not, and whether she's just saying these things just to be inflammatory or whatever the case is, she, she certainly knows that she's pressing the right buttons and she's moving the needle. So, yeah, the argument of, oh, well,
0: she's just an idiot. I mean, like. That's crazy. Right. That's crazy. I mean, they don't pay her two hundred thousand dollars a year because she's because she doesn't know what she's doing. You know how hard it is to crack the to, to crack the hundred thousand dollar barrier in media. It's tough. It's hard. I've only done it once. It's hard. I'm a far ass way away from it right now. It is hard. Most TV anchors you see on Fox eight in the morning probably don't make a hundred. They're paying that girl two hundred thousand dollars a year because she's good at what she does. She's fantastic at it. And again, I don't always agree with her opinion, but I'll watch her because again, there are times where I feel something, she says something and it's fact. I go and search it and I'm like, well, wait a minute. That was true. She's telling the truth. I was uncomfortable by it. I didn't necessarily agree with it at first, but there it is being factual. And sometimes facts come off as mean. Welcome to America. Welcome to being alive. Welcome to being a human being. You know why sometimes facts are mean? Because the truth hurts, right? Your parents taught you that. The truth hurts. And sometimes Tommy's truth hurts. And this time it hurt Glenn Beck and it hurt some of the people who watch her. And I don't get this. You should yearn for smart people to be on TV and media who you disagree with. Because it's the only way you are ever going to hear the opposite side of an argument, and it's the only way you will maybe ever think differently about something that you felt yesterday. I don't know why we're so afraid of that. I don't know why we're afraid to admit that somebody who thinks differently than we might have a piece of information that we don't have. Why is that not okay? Why is it? Well, she's a conservative, and I said this last night on Facebook. If you hated Tommy Lahren a week ago and you like her now because she's pro-choice, you are my least favorite kind of person because all it proves is that you hated her a week ago because you thought you were supposed to, and it goes back to what I always say, which is you are nowhere near as engaged as you pretend to be on Facebook, so stop screaming at one another about nothing. I can't believe he's going to shut this woman up. I can't believe it. Over saying something as innocuous as, I believe in limited government. I don't believe the government should tell me what to do with my body. Notice she stayed away from the word, even. Didn't even say the word. But let's shut her up. Because that girl's got an opinion. And we don't like what that opinion is. And in America, you're not allowed to have your opinion. We shut opinions up. That's what we do. That's who we are. That's who we've become. I tell you, man, it's getting scarier every day to wake up and try and do this. It's getting scarier every single day. I'm pro choice. Am I going to be yanked off the air for that? Am I going to be fired for that? Am I going to be suspended for that? Which is even worse than firing because how pathetic is that? Basically, what you're saying is we don't really want a Punisher, but we kind of have to because people are bitching. People click the thumbs down button that Zuckerberg just gave them. So now we better do something. A bunch of clowns. Speaking of clowns, the Jets picked up some of our garbage. We'll give you that story next. Hang on. 106.9. 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. When you're way into the Norm McDonald show at 9 30, he's playing the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park April 14th. We'll get you in at 9 30. We talk about it on the program a lot. Sometimes Fan, Tone and I are both child-free. We don't understand sometimes how parents afford to feed their children. So let me let you know about this for a limited time. You can get a Wendy's quality kids meal for just $1.99 after 4 p.m. Has everything your kids want for just a dollar ninety-nine. So if you've worked overtime, you don't have time to cut corners at dinner time, with this good price, you can get a little something extra for yourself. So you can get a four-piece chicken nuggets, crispy on the outside, juicy on the inside. Wendy's chicken nuggets, all white meat, and you can choose the sauce. Also up for grabs is the Kids Cheeseburger, delicious cheeseburger made fresh right when it's ordered. Grilled chicken wrap also too. The Ultimate Grilled uh, Chicken Wrap, dressed up with crisp lettuce, cheddar cheese, and a smoky honey mustard sauce. All wrapped in a flour tortilla, served with apple slices or natural cut fries and a drink. Available at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Stansberry, just
1: binging on Wendy's kids meals, dude. Just throwing a 20 down, saying, give me 10 of them.
0: I want 10 of them. That's why carpooling's important. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, no, some of it's for them. I did the other day, I will say, going to the food addiction here a little bit. Okay. That I was eating in I was eating in a restaurant and I was by myself, so I couldn't make the argument of like, well, we shared it. That I left food on the plate that I wanted to eat because I didn't want the judgment of people that worked in the restaurant to be like, man, I can't believe you ate. All of them. Bro,
1: they were already judging you. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that that ship has long sailed, dude. Long sailed.
0: Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I don't order as much as I want to because I'm like, well, I'm alone in the car. They're not going to believe there's anybody at my house.
1: Oh, well, you can make that argument. of, Well, yeah, I'm taking it home. But, dude, I mean, think about it. Like, think about as a, you've worked in, you know, in, in a fast food establishment. Before, yes, I have. But now, granted, this was, you know, thirty, 30 years 30 ago. Thirty yeah. years ago. So, I don't know if, if 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 the supersizing of everything was necessarily a thing. But think about what those people see on a regular basis. Like when I worked in fast food, dude, it was insane the amount of people that would that that you knew they were going to go eat it all so you're not you're going to be fine it's, this happened
0: last you. night like we were at el campesino for dinner it was me my buddy and his girlfriend were all sitting there having dinner and like they ordered food and like i had to like slow up because i like was like looking at everybody's plates i was like i'm gonna be done before everybody else like i eat to get done like i don't i don't savor bites as the guy loves food as much as me like I, it's I not about like it. the enjoy no i don't so even enjoy the whole time it. i'm just feverishly shoving it into my face yeah, I don't uh I, I don't take the time to save her. I don't I don't do that. I eat to get done. I just I hate the feeling of uh of being hungry. All right, I'll stop doing that. Like I was think like I said earlier to start the show out, my buddy kinda my buddy's girlfriend is like setting up a double date on Friday. And I've never been out with this woman before. And we're gonna have dinner. That's kinda you know, that's kinda been the plan. And I started thinking about it yesterday when she was asking me, you know, whether or not I wanted to go do this, and I was like, yeah, and in the back of my head I started thinking about it. I was like, all right, so when Friday gets here, like A, don't take anything off of her plate. Like don't do that. No. <laughs> don't don't do don't do that. And B, whatever you do, like make sure you have conversation. Like I noticed last night the three of us were out to dinner and we didn't talk to one another. Everybody was on their phone. Ugh.
1: And now if that's just you and your girlfriend, I understand that that happens sometimes, but like there's if you've lulls got, and if, things. if you've got like somebody else at the table with you, you yeah, there was like
0: three of us and we could have been having a con- and like, you know, we were all just, you know, checking things on our phone and all that. Yeah. So I thought about it. I was like, all right, first of all, don't eat anything over plate. Don't don't be checking your phone all night. Might even just leave my phone in the car when we go into dinners to, to, to stop that from happening.
1: The only thing I'll say about that is you're putting yourself in a uh, a, a ship without a an oar there. I feel like if it does get bad or if it does get a little bit awkward or if it does get like, dude, yeah, I you can't really... go out
0: to the car and get yeah, the phone. I, then you look real bad.
1: I, yeah. You're going to have to, you're going to have to do a little self-control there of like, yes, take it in, but keep it, you know, keep it, keep it out of hand. Yeah.
0: So I, I was, but, but ultimately I was thinking like, don't, and I can't believe I have to say this to myself, but don't eat too fast.
1: Yeah. Like uh, you might want to go out to eat before you go. You know what I mean. free like, meal. That's probably, I pre meal a lot. That's probably the best way to go. Is is to load yourself up with like a baconator or something before you go. Get a little Wendy's.
0: Yeah, do, Get a little kids meal on the way to the date. Get yeah, two, three, four,
1: five kids meals before the date. But yeah, I would, I, I would, I would eat before right. because number one, you won't be as tempted to overindulge and order two entrees for you know get Stan's Brace right, sitting there, order two for twenty five for himself. And I don't think you'll be as quick to. That's eat. happened. So I just feel like. I feel like maybe a meal before you go. Oh, God damn, dude, that is bad.
0: I turned down dessert last night at the restaurant. They asked me if I wanted. It. I said no. Was that an embarrassment thing? Were you a little ashamed that you, you were going to be judged? Well, nobody else was getting it. <laughs> I wanted it. I definitely wanted it. So the Jets have picked up Josh McCown. Ugh. We, because uh, I believe we, you know, we let him go. He's going to turn thirty-eight. Jesus, dude, This summer thirty-eight.
1: Thirty-eight? Yeah. Now Tom Brady's forty. And yeah, you hold on to him because yes, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, if not the and uh, do Josh McCown thirty-eight?
0: But yeah, the Jets signed quarterback wow. Josh McCown Monday to be their leader for a franchise that has been a little lost at quarterback, much like the Cleveland Browns have. They um now they're spinning this, the New York Daily News as as why this was smart. And here's the thing, I don't, I'm not sure it was dumb for them to pick Josh McCown up. Again, looking at the quarterback draft this year, they're not great. They're lost to quarterback the way we are. And I have long said about Josh McCown, do I think he's going to lead you to a Super Bowl win? Probably not, okay? But he has, Was it been, 13 years he's been in the NFL? 13 years in a row, offensive coordinators have said, yeah, keep that dude around. In a league where most people's careers are four years, there's something to longevity. Is it the be all end all? Does it mean you're a franchise quarterback? Probably not. It probably doesn't mean it, all of that. But you can be around locker rooms and dudes still find you valuable. There's something to you as a player.
1: Colt McCoy still has a job, though. You know what I mean? So I don't know if being a backup, a perpetual backup, is necessarily a, a ringing uh, I mean, endorsement. Again, man,
0: he kind of played all right in Washington. Like, not great. I wouldn't want him as my starter. But Josh is a big dude. Like, Colt's kind of little, kind of wiry. Like, that was my whole problem with when, when they drafted him is that he was just too little. And But, I mean, dude, Josh is a big kid of a guy. Sorry, he's 38 years old. And, you know, I, I know everybody knocked him here when he was like, my brother goes to work, my dad goes to work, I go to work, and that's why my shoulders hurt. You know what I mean? But, like... NFL dudes like that. That's the NFL culture. Work hard till your body falls apart.
1: Well, uh, that's the thing, though, is that obviously Josh McCown's body is pretty apt to fall apart. Can't be that much longer. I mean, it's been
0: 13 years. It seems
1: ridiculous to me that you would invest into a 38-year-old quarterback who was never able to get the job done.
0: Okay, well, this isn't great because I have numbers here. Ready for this? Josh McCown. Is eighteen and forty two as a starter?
1: Right, Dear so a, God. a thirty a thirty eight year old who can't stay healthy, who's eighteen and forty two, asinine move, ridiculous move. Why they, would you give that guy a job?
0: The Jets had interest in Mike Glennon and Brian Hoyer before they chose other places to go. Tyrod Taylor they looked at before agreeing to a restructured deal in Buffalo. Which, thank God, the Bills got that word. Why would anybody? Give Tyrod, I'm awful Taylor, a hundred million dollars. Like that was in, dude. That contract was insane. For I, I didn't get it. It was like, well, there's Rex Ryan. There's Rex Ryan being Rex Ryan. Like Tyrod Taylor isn't worth anywhere near the kind of money they paid that kid. Nowhere near it. I don't hate this move by the Jets. I really don't. This is who they are. They're not going to get a really good free agent to come there and play quarterback there because the team's kind of a mess. Todd Bowles is going into his second year, and there's not a lot going on there. Now, I heard this question yesterday. It's like, well, dude, if you're going to go with McCown, why not at least look at Cutler? Like They were like, we're not even going to look at Cutler. Like If you're going to go with Josh McCown, I would have maybe given Jay Cutler a second look anyone. Literally,
1: I mean, I'm not I not joking. If you're going to give a 38-year-old guy who can't stay healthy and is 18 and 42 as a, as a starter, uh, dude, give Dan Sainsbury a
0: look. <laughs> right?
1: Here's the thing. Give Tim Tebow a look. Give, give, oh, give everyone a look. I give will look. say
0: this. I can throw a football more accurately than Tim Tebow. I'll say this. Tim Tebow could throw a football further than I can, but I could hit you at 15 yards accurately where Tebow could not. For sure. That I know for sure. I am more accurate. Dude, I might be more accurate than Cam Newton. 42% completion percentage. But he's the best quarterback ever. No, he had one good year. Dude's a bum. Like I predicted when he came out in the league. And I had to walk it back because he went to the Super Bowl and then got embarrassed. I was so right about that kid. Like I was right about TiVo. Like I was right about RG3. Whatever. We do have Norm McDonald tickets. We'll pass them out at 930. Also do new Tur Tuesday coming up at 9. New Hay Violet, new Garth Brooks, new Avenged Sevenfold. More Stansberry Show up next. Hang on.
1: Antone from the Stansbury Show, and it has been one year since I've had my LASIK surgery done at the Roholt Vision Institute, and let me tell you, I could not be happier with the results. And of course, a huge part of that is how well I'm seen, dude. I have 2015 vision, which is better than perfect. And along with the great vision, let me tell you about the convenience. I mean, my life is so much easier without looking for my glasses all the time or having to worry about my contacts. Do I need to order them? Do I need more solution? That's all off my plate now. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, let me tell you, now is the time to act. Go see if you're a good candidate and find out their financing options at roholdvision.com. 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. On Rock 106.9, still to come, Norm McDonald tickets 9.30 during New Turd Tuesday. We're doing new Hay Violet. New Garth Brooks, New Avenged Sevenfold, and then locally, a band called Cronus. Okay. I I hope I have that right. Do you know those guys?
1: I've heard of Cronus around here
0: before. Our buddy, listener of the program, Rob, is a bass player in Cronus. So he sent me uh, some stuff. And I like, so what he sent me actually is like, essentially what would be like a SoundCloud type profile. So we have all of their songs here. But number two is Devil, and it's two minutes thirty-nine seconds. So, yeah, in more. case Cronus sucks, I feel like Devil might be the way to go because it's short. So, we'll take a listen to some uh, some Cronus off their uh, off their EP Nemesis. I like Rob; he's a good dude. We're uh, we're friends via the social networking sites. So, Maslow and Cops are about to get some help. Good. And um, I heard about this yesterday, and people were really upset about it, and I can't for the life of me figure it out. Apparently, what's ha- gonna happen here is Maslin is gonna spend about $16,000. I'm rounding up, it was over 15, between 15 and $16,000, okay. right? I'm rounding up on body cams for cops. Okay. Okay. And people are, of course, Without thinking about it, kind of overreacting, and I kind of like lectured about overreacting a little bit yesterday on the program. And I've been trying to do a better job of this in my own life because I was an overreactor, have been forever, and I've been trying not to be so much. And I saw and now I notice it in myself and other people. And I was kind of telling myself and all of us yesterday, we got to watch how we overreact. And I feel like this is a little bit of an overreaction. I heard people saying, you know, we can't pay for anything, but now we have fifteen thousand dollars for this. Okay, well out of a city budget i'm not sure 15 grand's is a lot of money i know it sounds like if if your boss came to you today and said hey you're getting a $15,000 raise that's a lot of money right but for for as far as like a government's like local government like budget I don't think it's crazy
1: drop in the bucket there really when you think about it I mean even in the Canton I'm sure police or the Massillon police budget I'm
0: sure it's not that much but if you're talking the city as a whole yeah that's I mean then I read a little bit more turns out some of the money has been donated and like all this stuff and so my takeaway is this and I for the record I have been 100% turned around on body cams when this first became an issue two years ago I was like no we're going to see 20 second clips it's Gonna, this is a gray area job. we're only going to see certain parts of this and it's actually going to create more confusion. But like I always preach, when you've been proved wrong, admit that you were wrong and that you just had an opinion that wasn't that wasn't right. And so I've been turned around on body cams because I think we've seen them be beneficial in certain situations.
1: At the end of the day, you're introducing more fact into the case. I wasn't
0: sure that was going to be the thing, but it has proven to be so thus far. And, and 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 at the end of the day, if you
1: want justice more than anything else, that's what you need is facts in the case to be available and and this documents what happened there. So is it is it to protect citizens? Yes, but it's
0: equally to protect officers. So let me make you feel better about the 15 grand. Okay? Because I understand people don't think all the way through sometimes and they're like, $15,000, and you just get mad. And
1: but here's the thing, though. Do I think that $15,000 is not that big in the masculine budget? Yes, but do I want $15,000 wasted or spent frivolously? Of course no. not. Every penny counts.
0: Yeah. No, but what I would say about this $15,000 in body camps for masculine cops is this. If, you don't, if it prevents you, even one time, from having to pay a family $5 million because somebody was shot wrongfully, by a police officer and you don't have to pay a wrongful right. death suit. Now you just saved yourself 15 million. If somebody said to me, give me 15 grand and then in a year I'll give you 15 million. Here's my $15,000.
1: Yeah, and I mean let's be right? let's be real about about the convictions that you are going to get out of that, the, the 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 lawsuits you're going to avoid out of that. It's not that much of a stretch to think that when, you are going to earn your money back pretty quickly on that.
0: Wrongfully say police were mistreating them while they were being right. arrested too, and right. so now we're going to be able to have video. Yeah. Like I said, I was turned around on body cams. I was hesitant on them at first, and really what it was is I was looking out for the cop. I said, oh, we're only going to see twenty seconds. That you're still going to see the cop running, and then he's going to tackle suspects. It's still going to look really violent and people are going to hang cops out to dry. And then a buddy of mine who's a downtown Cleveland cop kind of heard the show and said to me, he goes, I get where you're coming from and I understand you're trying to get my back. He's like, but let me walk you through some stuff that you're not thinking about with body cams and maybe I can turn you around. And so we went out to dinner and he kind of said to me, he goes, Stansbury, here's my thing on this. I'm a good cop. I'm always going to be a good cop. Nothing's going to change me tomorrow. I am who I am. It's Okay. He said, All that camera is going to do is highlight who you are. I'm a good cop and I feel like I have nothing to worry about. No matter, he's like, I don't care when they turn that thing on, when they turn it off. He said, And if my partner's worried about when they do, I'm now worried about my partner. And I feel like that was easy to say maybe in that moment, maybe a little idealistic, but ultimately we've rolled out body cameras in other police departments and some of the stuff that I was worried about ended up not happening and I've been turned around. There's another story just like this in the news. I'll give you a perfect example of me not always being right. There's another story in the news that I hear that our president is going to look into drug testing more people in areas for federal funds, right? And, uh, you know, like welfare and that kind of thing. And I was always a proponent of that. I was like, well, I have to get drug tested to go to work. Why would we not drug test people at home where, you know, that get money for nothing? I was one of those. I totally was one of those people saying that. But then we started to do it in a few places. We did pilot programs a few places. And what ended up happening? We spent way more money trying to track it, and we found out not that many people were on drugs. Not as many people as you thought. And so the money stopped making sense. So I stopped holding that ideal because you need to be able to move in what your opinions are because you're not always right not even me New Turd Tuesday starts next on Rock 106.9 Turd Tuesday Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9 If you're car shopping and thinking about a loan let me send you to CSE Federal Credit Union it's the bank I've been using since moving down here to Star County, absolutely love it not going to cost you a single penny to talk to a loan specialist and figure out which loan is best for you. No no prepayment penalty. And they can find you a great loan with terms up to 84 months to help keep your payment low. So if you're shopping around car loans, looking for a new car, maybe your first car, whatever it is, CSE has a loan for that. And you can find out more info via their website, which is csefcu.com. We are about to start New Tour Tuesday now. Here it is. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. And we will get you hooked up with Norm McDonald tickets for his show at the Hard Rock here shortly. Now, you've heard this first song that we're gonna start today singing have? And I have not. And I would assume since the song is called Guys My Age and the band is, or the group rather, is called Hey Violet. That I'm, this is a bunch of young girls.
1: I don't know if it's a group or if it's a single chick, or I do not but it, know this what, is the, female. what the makeup is. Yes, okay. it's definitely a, so chick. this is
0: females. And, and, and you, so you've heard this, so you know, no reason to play coy here. So this no. is about her sleeping with older men.
1: Indeed, it is. I heard it on WZIP, Akron University's radio station. And, uh, I was just like, well, I, you know, there's so much, uh, rumor about the sugar babies out there in the world looking for older dudes to. Bang out and pay for their tuition and their books and things like that. Um, and lower and
0: your financial <laughs> expectations and we can talk. <laughs> Dude, a
1: little community college action. We maybe. Can talk. maybe. Uh, but no, I, uh, I I
0: heard the song and I was like, well, this is a new Tuesday worthy track if I ever heard it. So well, I have not heard this, and I trust your judgment in the pop music world. So let, uh, let me hear some hey violet guys my age. I haven't seen my ex since we
2: broke up. Probably cause he didn't wanna grow up Now I'm out of wearing something low cut About to get attention from a grown up
0: Cause you hold me like a I'm not knocking this because I think it's probably smart is this is a little bit like the female, the weekend, right? Like she's, I don't know. It sounds like this could be one of his songs. Now hearing a little bit of this, I can tell you there's been a thousand times I've heard this from from I date younger women. Historically I have. I date younger women. And I get asked all the time, "Why do you do that?" Because I can. And if your husband could, he would too. But I have dated a younger women. And I hear that a lot. That it's like, dude, I don't want a guy who thinks it's cooler to go drink with his twenty-one-year-old buddy, crush beer cans over his head, and throw them in the back of the truck. Like, I want a guy who wants to go out with me, who wants to hang out with me, who wants to do things with me. And I always like hang out,
1: do things. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, Yeah. I mean,
0: I just opened the door.
1: (laughs) Well, dude, at the end of the day, I mean, obviously, at thirty-three, I'm much better at having sex than I am at was at twenty-three. You know what I'm saying? You just throw years on it, and you you get more experience doing things. I'm a better. It's not even sex, though. Well, right, I guess being in a relationship or even. like having that paying attention to them, listening to them. I mean dude, it it, it gets easier as you get older. I don't I don't know if that's that much paying attention or listening in this song, but don't know how to treat me. Guys,
2: my age don't know how to touch me. Don't know how to love
0: me good. Guys my age don't know. She's kind of an ageist, right? That's not good. Don't be an ageist.
1: I'd like to know how old this chick is. You know what I mean? I just feel like you're getting into a point there where, yes, you can certainly look at this from a 21 to a 40-year-old perspective and interpret it as such, but I think you could equally uh, interpret this as like, a, hey, go ahead. You can bang a 13-year-old. You know what I mean? You could interpret it that way if you all wanted right, so
0: to. So, Nia Loveless. Sounds like a porn star. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Rena Rena Loveless is the lead vocalist. Um, this is Wikipedia, but it doesn't give me her birthday. <laughs> But, oh, my God, they look – now, again, you can't go by images – but they look really young. Obviously, they're playing that card pretty heavily. Like, look at her, dude. Like, does she look any older than 20? She doesn't look older than 20 to me. Like, I don't want to call her hot because I don't know that that's of age. I don't know if they would have recorded and released
1: this song if this chick was underage, but she's certainly almost presenting herself as
0: such. I mean, hit me one more time. It was very provocative for a 16-year-old girl, right? Right.
1: And I mean, you know, I've... So, uh, yeah, I mean, but Hit Me One More Time isn't the same as saying I like to bang older dudes. They were,
0: She hit it much. Yeah, right. that message was was hidden a little bit better. But, you know, welcome to the world. Things, get, you know, they spiral downward. To me, it just sounds like The weekend to me.
1: Well, you know, I think all songs have that bum, 80s bum, sound. Bum, right. What are we supposed to
0: do with the-
2: had an empty cushion on that sofa now <laughs>
1: And just see creepy dudes Watching Lexi Bell videos Just flirting with the line Listening to this song And just getting as close to the line As they possibly can
0: I think the chorus is really good And it it comes off very well But to me that could have been the chorus In some rapper song that she just sings This didn't have to be a whole song for her
1: yeah, because once you get into the verses, it's, it's like, what, it's are we, what are we, are we talking like, yeah, about? Yeah, it's like yeah. I don't, I
0: don't even know what's happening.
1: But that does sound very weekendy there.
0: Yeah, even like Twitter saying it sounds like a love child between the weekend and Lord. And absolutely, my guess is yeah. that's what they tried to do. I mean, why wouldn't you? Both wildly successful. I like the beat though; can't deny it. No, it's good. New Hey Violet, guys my age on New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxxino. I'm I'm telling you right now, you know where this is going to be huge. Where's that? And I always did this when I was a music director, dude. Strippers are gonna play the. Out of this, when they're taking their clothes. Coming off. up next on the main
1: stage, it's some chick with daddy issues. She's going to be taking her clothes off for you. You've got salt and pepper hair. Just throw some money at her. She'll, she'll take her clothes off.
0: And they're not dumb. <laughs> that bitch is going to be sitting up there on the stage. She's going to watch her 47 year old regular who comes in Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays to see her because that's when Jesus. she works. And she's going to sit there on the stage. She's going to see you turn around and tell the DJ to put it on. And put she's, it going on. To, she's going I'll to pull you. She's going to continue to <laughs> pull you into her web of lies and then essentially what happens is you move her into her apartment she starts banging your boss from your second job leaves you and then your radio show tanks for about three oh sorry Sorry, I i may have streamlined that i may have streamlined that one down a little too far all right. All right. Is that the end of yeah, hey, it? That's the end. Hi, hey, Violet. All right. Yeah. Give, me the, uh, give me the vote there. Not a turd.
1: Um, as far as pop songs go, that was a pretty good one. I think you were spot on with, or whoever said it, a, a combination of Lord and The Weeknd. And, and that's, that's a, fair. Yeah, that's that is a, the right mix. That's a recipe for success right there. Hey, Violet. Pretty good song there.
0: I am going to go, not a
1: turd.
2: Not
0: I think the song primarily is chorus-based, yeah. where, where the rest of it's just okay, but I'll, certain songs have this appeal, where when you get in your car, and you turn your car on, and you start driving, and the song's halfway through, you're almost happy. Because I just want to sing the chorus three yeah, times. I don't want the whole. T- I don't want the whole thing, right? Like Red Riders, that bi- like that song, like Twilight Zone. Once I sing the Get me into the Twilight Zone. Once I sing that twice in my car, that song doesn't need to be six minutes. I just want to sing that twice. Be done. Make that two minutes, and I like it. And I think that song by Hey Violet will be a little bit of that, where you'll sing the chorus a few times on your way into work, and you'll, it'll get stuck in your head, and you'll be singing it in the afternoon. So i got to vote not a turd on that one. We do have new Garth Brooks. It's called Ask Me How I Know. You'll hear it next. Hang on. Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We will uh, continue to do uh, new Turd Tuesday here in a second, but I was asked a question via the audience yeah. that needs to be asked of Matthew Fantone. Okay. And so I want to ask it of you. Okay. I want to make sure I have it. Somebody asked me if you've seen the video. This is WWE related, I believe. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. Now, I'm, <laughs> I, all of a sudden, I'm
0: interested. Now, now, like, now he what? cares. Tommy wants to know, did Fantone watch the video of Xavier Woods putting the wood to Paige? Um no Is this a
1: sex film? Oh yeah, this over the weekend was a pretty uh, pretty big pretty big story in the WWE is universe. Is that right? My- um, former diva. Uh, well, no. Female superstar, they're called sorry, now. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but she is still active roster. She's on the roster, but not active. I'm sorry. Paige.
0: Like, yeah. Paige is kind of one of those things. Like, I know who Paige is.
1: Right. She's the, the pale British chick, and she's pretty hot. Um, she, she was at the one Canton show. She had uh, a sex tape release. Multiple sex tape. Multiple pictures. Multiple things like that. Same guy or different? Like- different guys. One nice. of them is a former WWE superstar. Yeah, he was. Um, one of them is Xavier Woods. A member of the New Day. And this Oh videos. Yeah, so this has turned into Oh my god, Jeez. page, 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 page. And it's like, dude, there's an active roster guy. There's Xavier Woods, one of the biggest things in WWE right now. I
0: mean, I find those guys to be wildly annoying, but they're a huge
1: deal in the WWE, right? So it has turned into Oh my god, what a slut, what a whore, blah 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 blah. And it's like, well, dude, what about this guy? And have I watched the video? No, I haven't, and I don't want to get on a high horse or anything, but I don't watch leaked stuff like that. I don't. Like I feel like
0: eh. You won't even watch amateur porn. I feel Feel like at that point, it's like you like browsers because you know somebody checked the
1: ID and you know this is supposed it's to be consensual. This yeah. is
0: consensual, yeah. I don't, I, I, I if, Dude, if revenge porn, I'm telling you, it is, it's exactly. gonna be the next thing that takes down the internet.
1: If, if, if I'm okay watching Paige. How am I going to complain when it's my sister? Not that I have a sister, but how am I going to complain when it's my... When you it's know... your
0: taste? Right, exactly. So well, Let's I, I, not pretend the Phantoms don't make sex I, I So
1: I, I I don't watch leaked stuff. Like, when it comes to celebrities and stuff like that, unless you gave your consent, I don't want to watch it.
0: You, my man, are a better man than I. There I could care go. less about the, the, the WWE, but I'm going to watch go. Xavier Woods give it to Paige this afternoon. From what
1: I've heard, I mean, like, there's, like, a shot on the WWE women's belt, and, like, it's just a whole deal, and it's from years Ago, I think it's when she was in NXT, but still, I mean, no, he disgraces. Well, do you honestly think that this is the first belt to have semen on it? Are are you
0: kidding me, dude? Slow it down, but here's my here's why I would be. We'll we will finish New Tour Tuesday, I promise you. (laughs) I promise you. All right, but here's where I would stay away from the belt. All right, okay, much like when you go into a bar bathroom and you've had too much to drink. That stream comes out pretty heavy. And When they got the plastic in the bottom of that urinal, you get splashback. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I bet Xavier could get splashback from the belt from across the room. At some point,
1: every belt in WWE history is a been uh, orgasmed on, Jeez. and B has been used has been used to snort drugs off of. If you think other than that, you're an idiot. What are you talking about? You think Hulk Hogan didn't get some on out okay. there?
0: Now, you have a belt.
1: Yes, I do. Indeed, I do. (laughs) Okay, okay. So I I I feel like
0: you're speaking from experience. (laughs) Okay? So I feel like maybe what I should do is tell you how to do this properly. Okay. Bro, whatever you do. Snort the drugs off the belt first. Get some Windex, clean it up. You reverse that order around. I was like, man, what a way to ruin a perfectly good A-ball. Like, that Like is not the way to go with that. All right, let's get back into New Turd Tuesday.
1: you want to play the sounder again. You want to just give us a new start? Yeah,
0: brief breath. New Turd
1: Tuesday. I talked to the guy at Sam Goody. He said it was a hip track.
0: We listen to new songs and decide if, well, it's a turd or not. New Turd Tuesday. So did you see Zager Woods? No. All right. So we do have uh, we have new Garth Brooks. This is uh, the song is called "Ask Me How I Know." Garth coming out with a lot of new stuff, man. Yeah, you know, he's got that new album. Yeah, right. Doing some touring. Kicking the dust up. Here's the thing if you've never seen him and you get a chance to go, go. Is that's a dude, that's a performer and a half. Is there an Ohio date on that? Is there? I a... honestly don't have the schedule. I, I saw him in, in a residency in Vegas and it was awesome.
1: Last year, was it two years ago? I mean, the guy sold out everywhere, right? He sold out the queue three days straight. Right. So I, I think I mean, it was three days. Uh, yeah, obviously a show to go see. Yeah, absolutely. You're stubborn as they
2: come.
0: He's got a good voice.
2: You don't ever settle down. You'll always be the one who doesn't stick around, you make all the rules, you're set in your way. you gotta have your freedom.
0: When you, you slide it to Paige. i oh, sorry. James!
2: Sorry. But one day you'll meet the girl you swore you'd never find. Start beating things you never felt and spending all your time. Trying to figure out how she got this hold on you. Dude,
1: Garth pulling on it there, dude.
2: You hold on to your pride. building never let her get All right,
0: I'm going to do it. I do it every week. I'm going to do it. Say it. I can't wait to watch people go, now this is real country. Like Garth, oh my God! Like he, like see, this is real country, and it's like, no, if Jason Aldean sang that song, that's a broke country too. Well,
1: I guess we're getting into a, a something here where it's like. Do you think there is a difference between bro country, what is popular today, what's all over 99.7, and and any other form of country, it's all the same?
0: I think people got revisionist history on what country music was like. I think if you go back and read Conway Twitty, it sounds a lot like Luke Bryan.
1: Now, you're just going at that strictly from a lyrical perspective, that that's what we're judging this on. Now, is there any validity to quality of voice, quality of instrument, quality of music, all those other things?
0: Uh, I think there are guys who have great voices today, and there were guys who had great voices then. I think there were guys who had super poppy, annoying voices then, and there's guys who have that now. I think the music business is the music business, has been the music business, and will continue to be the music business. No difference of country then versus I really now. don't see it.
2: Time, trying to figure out how she got this hold on you.
0: I mean, Alabama is one of the biggest country groups of all time, and that's about as bro country as you can get.
2: building up never let her get the side. You'll push her away, cause that's all you know how to do. And then she'll leave, and you won't begging not to go.
0: Ask me how I know. How do you know, Garth? Kinda of sounds like Trisha would went to somebody else's tour bus yeah. for a minute. Because you cheated on your wife? All those years on the road? Come on, no, there's no way.
2: Say I'm just another fool.
0: Yeah, you are. This is just another song. No, it ain't. This is a Garth Brooks song. I know how you are
2: Cause I know how I am And i do anything you go back and try again one day you'll meet the girl You swore you'd never find Start eating things you never felt Spending all your time Trying to figure out How she got this
1: hold on you Vagina, it's how she got the hold on you and when Masturbating
0: off, sucks, we'll dude
1: I right, am talking about
0: Until you sleep with her 60 times left, And all you left. want to <laughs> do is <was laughs> masturbate so away, that's
2: all you know how to do And then she'll leave And you won't not to go. Ask me how I know. And you best put this song on repeat. Maybe then you won't end up like me Cause one day you'll meet the girl you swore you'd never find. Feeling, things you never felt and Spending all your time Trying to figure out How she got this hold on you When you start to fall that was Hold on to your pride Stop beating up you walls And never let her get inside You'll push her away Cause that's all you know how to do And then she'll leave And you won't beg not
1: A lot of heartbreak Garth has faced.
2: Ask me how I know. Cause man, I know.
1: Kick the dust up. He doesn't do that. No, dude. No Dipper. No, 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 I, no I, Moonlight. No, no. Anything. People
0: always tell me, you know, Garth Brooks, dude. He was the guy that ushered in this thing you call Bro Country. And I guess the Thunder Rolls is no uh, different but, than but, anything else. Uh, but when you start
1: making a copy of
0: a copy of a copy, you lose. You lose quality. Yeah, Winger wasn't as good as as you know some of the other bands from the, the Sunset Strip. Yeah. What? By the time he got to White Lion, it was like, oh my god, dude. Like enough. So yeah, I understand being tired of some of it, but pretending that there was this moment in time where things were more credible and things weren't over, like people bitch about songwriters and producers. It's like all these bands you love in the eighties, all those records were produced by a guy named Eddie Kramer. You just didn't know that, and so you didn't care about it. But now you're old, and you're, and you're just bitchy, and you're like, they didn't write it, so it's not authentic. And it's like, dude, none of this stuff's authentic. None of it. It's all written by producers. And other, do you think the record label's just going to let artists do what they want? What do you, got your mind? There's too much money at stake. No artist gets to do what he wants. That's insanity. So I, I, I don't I, I don't understand that whole thing. It's just honestly that's for people just to bitch about online. It's not even a real argument. Fans, don't give me the vote there on the Garth. Uh, it's half a turd.
1: Uh, I don't care if I never hear that song again in my entire life. But Garth Brooks is a good singer, and the music was
0: pretty good, so I'm gonna say half a turd there. I'm gonna say half a turd, and I think this is unfair because I expect more out of Garth. Uh, it's half a turd. That was a really good. That was a really really good Jake Owen song. But you're not Jake Owen. You're Garth Brooks. And so the expectation, albeit unfairly, is a little bit higher for you than it is for some of these other newer dudes. And it was a good song. Just wasn't great. Got to go half a turn on there. We have two more to go. We have the new Avenged Sevenfold and then locally a band called Cronus. We'll get into both of those next on Rock 106.9. Tuesday. Welcome back to the Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Nearing the end of New Tour Tuesday. This is another day, man, that just flew by. Yeah. Today he flew by. We already played "Hey Violet," guys. My age, we both actually kind of liked that one. And then uh, we both uh, were kind of uh, indifferent there on the new Garth. Asked me how I know. We both voted uh, half a turn on that one. And before we get to the local, which is a band called Cronus and their song called Devil, we're gonna play another uh, a song here uh, from Avenged Sevenfold, which is, again is a radio rock band that I like. I'm not always the, like the biggest fan. Of uh you, you know some of that stuff, but um, I do like Avenged Sevenfold. I said this yesterday i 'll say it again. I liked them a lot better the first time when they were called Iron Maiden, but they are damn good, and they have a new song called "Goddamn," and we 'll take a listen to that now on New tour Tuesday
1: oh, showing off their depth. Oh, are they gonna get deep man? Double drums and acoustic guitars. Do it! I'm glad they've reinvented the wheel, challenging themselves as artists. Oh fuck. God! Yeah, dude, at this point, we get it. You're avenged sevenfold. Like, this sounds like every song they've ever recorded. But worse. Like, Shepherd of Fire was good. Yeah. Copy of a copy of a copy.
0: I forget what the name of it. What's that song that where they completely stole the whole riff from Metallica? Where honestly, when you hear it come on the radio, you think, "Oh, that's that Metallica oh, it's, it's song." It, and it. no, and it's the one where uh, watch your tongue or have it cut from your head. That I love the opening lyric of that song. I remember what song but, you're talking about, but I mean, called. it's a complete and utter Metallica rip off riff. I mean, it sounds exactly like it. I um, that's the one I always really liked by those guys. I forget the name. Nightmare. No,
1: Hail, no. To, the King, Hail back, to the King. Hail to the King. Yeah, artists. that's the
0: one I really like. I um but this new one goddamn is just it just sounds confused is the word that comes to mind when I first hear it.
1: I Feel like their music's always a little frantic.
0: Yeah it is. I mean they're never I mean Backcountry, like I said yesterday about that song. And when you first heard it it was just noise. Like you didn't know what the hell was happening.
1: Uh-huh. Nobody is more damned on the face of the planet than dudes and rock bands. Nope, nobody. They got to tough. Those dudes, dude, just the most damned people, S- just battling Satan, sent to hell, d- right? Just having to, having to, having to deal with spiritual issues
0: on a regular basis. God kicked them out. Devil doesn't want them either because they're too evil for dude, hell. Dangerous. You put it on a T-shirt and you sell it to dudes. <laughs> <You> sell it. <laughs> See, I like them better when they sound like this right here. You want to talk about a guy that does not have a good singing voice, though? Not at all. but a good, He's got a terrible singing voice. I feel like a very... What do
1: I want to say? I want to watch him, and I want to listen to yeah. him, though.
0: Yeah, no, they're not awful. Like, I like Avenged Sevenfold, but... I'm just saying from his... From even the sum like- of the parts aren't good. Okay, good point there. When you put them all together... But you know what? I'll give you one of the greatest rock bands in history where that's true. Where the sum of the parts are awful. The Rolling Stones. There's not a single dude in the Rolling Stones that's amazing at what they do. But you put them all together, and now you get Magic, that is the Rolling Stones. But Keith's not a great guitar player, Mick's not a great singer, their drummer Charlie Watts is all right. I mean he's good, but none of them are fantastic at what they do, but put them all together, now you got a pretty good thing. I'll give you another one. Aerosmith, very much the same thing. Nobody in that band is legendary at what they do, but you get them all together, and you get Magic. Event 7 fold them up very much the same way.
1: Oh, the devil's dancing
0: right oh, now. Dude, for as hardcore as the devil is, he sure is prancing around a lot. <laughs> Damnation. Damnation, condemned. <laughs> We're damned. They're sending me to hell. <laughs> Notice how we keep making fun of rock bands for having the same subject matter over and over again. No, it's only country that does that. There Dear. It is. God. Dude, the only thing that song needs is a fast forward button. Phantom, give me the vote there, buddy. It's a, a turd.
1: Um, now it's not like I said a departure for Seven Sevenfold, but it's a step down in quality. I mean, you're doing what you do. It sounded like every other Avenged Seven song. Yeah, you know what's them, just not as good. So yeah, that one was a turd, dude. I gotta go turd. It's a, a turd.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was Stanky. unorganized noise and just mess. I uh, thank Yeah, that was not very good. I uh, from from a band I like, that was not very good. Locally now we have a we have a submission from our buddy Rob who's in a band called Cronus. They have an EP out called Nemesis, and that's where we got this song, which is called Devil. Oh, uh, there it is. Hold on. Do we have there it? There it, we is, there it is. There Sorry, it is. Sorry, I'm an idiot.
1: Never would have thought a band named Cronus sounded like this.
0: See, there he is again. There he is again. That goddamn devil. He just keeps coming in stuff, man. These rock bands, they just can't stay away. Dude, why is it? Dude, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, ever notice? Do Katy Perry never comes in to play? The devil's never anywhere Satan near is Katy not Perry. not a problem,
1: no. Do Rihanna, not, Beyonce, no.
0: Adele, all no. of them. They all get to make millions of dollars, sing about love, and the devil never comes anywhere. But apparently, the moment you plug in a guitar, the devil's like here. <laughs> And is it part of imagery to sell it to you? Maybe that's what it is. They're going off the rails, they are. Deal with them.
1: I like the way that sounds though. It's already better than event sevenfold. That's saying a lot. That's I mean, off to you guys there. Um, and obviously a little bit of a buffer zone for the uh, quality
0: of production. Yeah, for any anytime you play a local, you gotta understand. Yeah, again, Eddie Kramer's not at the board for that.
1: And that's another thing. Rock guys who say they're keeping a diary, like, oh, something in my diary. You're not keeping a diary. Shut up.
0: I posted it all on Facebook. I mean, that's gonna be the the next like issue of the songs. Owner of Heritage
1: Tattoo Company, Rob is. Yeah, Rob is uh, the owner of Heritage Tattoo. very Company. talented tattoo artist.
0: Yeah, they are actually. They do good work over there. It's Heritage Tattoo Company. See, if you're in a band and you own a business, that's probably the best way to send the songs. We'll prop you up. Don't worry. There you go. God, I sent this to you because it was two and a half minutes long. Why does it feel ten minutes? (laughs) It's always going off the rails. Off the
1: rails. Can't get
2: it
0: on. That dude can scream, though. Let me see here. Um... The the vocals is listed as Crystal Stewart. Now I'm not judging, but I've never met a dude named Crystal before. Neither have I. I kind of Rob introduced me to your I, I, dude. I kind of want to meet a dude named Crystal. I uh... that's weird. I don't. I'm not not. I mean, maybe there's something going on there. There's stage names. There's all kind of stuff. You know. You never know. Give me the vote there on the on the Cronus Devil.
1: A turd. Um kind of what I expected out of out of Cronus. This was the first time I've heard them. I've heard of them plenty of times. Um and, and that was what I wanted it to be. Loud, aggressive, and and and, and kind of angry. So that's uh it's a two thumbs up from the tall guy here.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to go not a turd on that one as well. I like the way the- a turd. I like the way that dude screams in that song a yeah, lot. Yeah. And honestly, on coming off uh Oh my god, Rob just wrote in that's a woman. dude run a little bit of that back for me one more time is it really uh... well that's cooler yeah
1: it is that's a check
0: Okay, right there. If you would have played that for me alone and said that was, I, I don't know if I would have bought. I don't know if I would have bought that. I, dude, I kind of like him more now. Yeah, I like him more now. Oh wow, I like him. Yeah, Cronus is my new favorite band. I still have to do knowing it's a woman. I still don't hear it. That might help you.
1: Oh yeah, dude. Who doesn't like a chick singer in a rock band? No, right? I meant
0: people not being able to tell because oh. some people <laughs> don't like chicks in a rock
1: band. No, dude, a chick that can scream, a chick that can like do. I love it, man.
0: Yeah, I don't. I I like that kind of stuff too. But. Well, there you go. Not a turd from uh, Uh,
1: Cronus right there.
0: Not not a turd from Cronus there. You know, and and again, Twitter's like, you played a song called Devil. Why would you not think Devil's going to be mentioned? Bro, it's it was also mentioned in the entire Sevenfold song too, and every other Disturbed song, and every other like rock song there is. They're always being right. oppressed by evil, shouting at the devil. You know, <laughs> right? The
1: devil's holding them down. Devil holding them back. Yeah, dude. Okay, it's because a joke.
0: it being <laughs> it's, scary to your parents has sold records since Jim Morris. Put some skulls on it. Just
1: put some skulls on it. Kids will love it. They're dumb. They don't know. Dude,
0: Danzig put out the same Jeez. record 150 <laughs> times straight. Well, it says devil in the song title. Why wouldn't you think that? Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's still be friends. Don't hate us. We are done for the day, though, right?
1: Yeah, it does. Do you want to do any more? I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm
0: good. <laughs> no, dude, I want to go home watch Xavier Woods put it to page. I don't, care. dude. I'm not like you. Jeez. I'm watching revenge porn. There you go. It's awful. There Take me go. to jail. Every day, you know what I mean. But I got to see that Booty O's getting it. I got to. I got to. Dude, I I hate the WWE, but I got to <laughs> see it. I'm watching it from a work computer too. I'm going rogue today. All right, well, aside from that, we are done. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. You guys have a great day. See you.
1: Fantone from the Stansberry Show, and it has been one year since I've had my LASIK surgery done at the Roholt Vision Institute, and let me tell you, I could not be happier with the results. And, of course, a huge part of that is how well I'm seen, dude. I have 2015 vision, which is better than perfect. And along with the great vision, let me tell you about the convenience. I mean, my life is so much easier without looking for my glasses all the time or having to worry about my contacts. Do I need to order them? Do I need more solution? That's all off my plate now. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, let me tell you, now is the time to act. Go see if you're a good candidate and find out their financing options at roholdvision.com.